Welcome, Pledges, to the final night of Hell Week. This whole week, you ladies have been put through a series of tests to prove your loyalty to Alpha Sigma Delta Gamma uh, Pi Alpha Killer Podcast. Tonight is the final test to see if you are Alpha Sigma Delta Gamma Pi Alpha Killer Podcast material. Tonight may be the hardest test you take. After tonight, most of you won't make it, but those who do will be sisters for life here at Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Podcast. Attack of the Killer Hello all, I am your Pledge Master, Insane Mike, and this is episode 183 of Attack of the Killer Podcast. This episode we are going to be talking about sororities. No, not real sororities. See, what you don't seem to understand is Attack of the Killer Podcast is a horror movie podcast where a group of friends discuss horror movies within a specific topic. And that topic, this episode, is horror movies featuring sororities. So, we're all friends here, we talk freely, so there's going to be spoilers. It's going to happen. Yeah, and I'm going to warn you now, with the films that we picked, you know... It just has to be. There's going to be spoilers, and these movies these movies have red herrings upon red herrings upon red herrings. <laughs> what? <clears throat> um, so, if this is the first time listening to our show, and you like what you hear, I bet you'll like all the other shows on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. The Prescribed Films Podcast Network is our very own network that is home to many great shows. Uh, it's kind of like our very own sorority. Oh, it is! Yeah! <laughs> uh, and you can check out all the shows at thepfpn.com. Now, I want to take this opportunity and tell you all about our sponsor, Shudder! Shudder. <laughs> Shudder is the coolest streaming service for all forms of horror. Big and small, short and tall, horror classics to Shudder originals. And you can get Shudder for only $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. But since you are so special to me, and you warm the cockles of my heart, I'm going to give you, now don't tell the others, I'm going to give you a full month for free. That's right! A month for free for you! So go to Shudder.com backslash podcast and enter our promo code AOTKP. Tell him Insane Mike sent you. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, but, but do the other stuff he said. Tell him Large Marge sent you. That's better. <laughs> do you need more Attack of the Killer podcast in your life? Shit, yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> you can get so much more killer podcast content by becoming a Patreon supporter. You can get bonus episodes, videos, my special YouTube series, and St. Mike's One Minute Top Ten list, and so much more. All you gotta do, simple, this is what you do. Go to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. Check out the tiers, sign up today, get tons of cool stuff. Now, it is that time of the show where I introduce you to the podcast crew. He's doing the walk of shame after an all-night kegger at the local frat house. Tad Good, everybody. 
<laughs> you know me. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> He's the only college student I know that stays up all night cramming for a urine test. Jason Bollinger. What? You gotta be ready. You gotta be ready. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. He has to go into the witness protection program because all of his all all the money he owes to this one mafia boss, and that mafia boss's name is Sally May. Andy, awesome, everybody. <laughs> How's it going? And lastly, we have a very special guest on the show tonight. He is from probably my new favorite podcast, right? Late Night Psychorama, that you can hear right here on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Jonathan Deswaner. Did I do it? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you did. Yes, Nailed you did. It. Got it right. Woo! <laughs> He's so happy. I am happy. <laughs> I'm so hey, happy. Jonathan. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's awesome having you, man. No problem. Um, why don't you take a moment and let all of our listeners know what the heck is Late Night Psychorama? Well, Late Night Psychorama is a little show me and my three friends have. Well, it used to be just me and two of my friends, but we have a new uh, member. He's a comedian from Philadelphia named Ryan, a guy I knew for a long time. He wanted to get involved. And pretty much what we do, uh, much like you you guys, we, we just take two movies instead of three. And kind of the idea is to get two movies that really don't belong with each other at all. Because when we to look at the advertisements for old drive-in movies we'd be like oh that used to play with that that's like bizarre you know there's no like rhyme or reason for it so we're like oh well i guess we'll do that for our show and it is an awesome show i just listened to Hmm. the uh latest one today oh yeah oh yeah Uh, the hunch we had max from devil master on there nice yes hunchback of the morgue and the corpse grinders i was excited Uh, to see uh, you guys talk about the corpse Mm, grinders (laughs) <laughs> little Ted, Ted yeah, Michaels classic. classic, yep. All oh, right. God. It's got a couple of sequels too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, recent sequels. Yeah. Like 40 years after the fact. Ted's still making movies. <laughs> and uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff on that, that, that Tubi um, channel, that Tubi streaming channel. Or not to be? Yeah. Uh, and... Um, it's got those. It's, I think it's got those on there. If not, if not those, it's got the uh, Astro Zombie sequels on there. And I, I'm, I'm, I've been too scared to pull the trigger because they just look, they look really bad. <laughs> but there's a really cool documentary on there about Ted Michaels as well on that, on that uh, channel. So anyway, I'm I tired. remember seeing Astro Zombies as a kid because it was like my yeah. favorite Misfit song, and being oh, sorely yeah. disappointed that it did not live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not in the not in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm tired of talking. I'm going to turn it over to Ted. All right, we're going to kick off with our first segment: what we watched. Now, if you haven't listened to this show before, what we watched is a pretty simple segment. We sort of go around and discuss what we've watched since we last recorded. That's not part of this episode. And since I am hosting this segment, I'm going to start first this week. I actually have quite a bit that I have watched Ooh, since you got we a last Jason recorded. List. Nice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a Jason list. Don't get you know 
don't get out of hand. But um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say I first, first uh, I've kept up with uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Have you guys been watching every week? I've been trying to get caught up. Yeah, I, I don't get to I, watch it live, but I am very far behind. I'm disappointed. It's they're on our sponsor pot or uh, shutter, but um, <laughs> I've been trying to watch live every Friday. So I've caught in uh, last, not this past Friday, but the Friday before we had Wolf Cop and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which makes a great double feature. Oh yeah, that was that was so <laughs> good. You know, and I, it was so much fun watching Henry with with Joe Bob. I haven't watched that movie in forever. It's like one of those that. You it's you realize it's an awesome and it's a great movie, but one that you never want to watch again after watching it. Unless... Yeah, you don't pop it in like on a Tuesday night. You know, you you never really want to watch Henry. Yeah. Uh, so stop I, watch. <laughs> but it was so. But he, but watching it with Joe Bob was so much fun, and he had the director on there um, talking about the film. It was it was a really it was a really good one. Yeah, I, I mean. Obviously, Wolf Cop just fits right into his uh, format. You know, it's it's right up his alley. I mean, talk about a drive-in movie. Uh, two movies that should not fit together. Um, <laughs> like like Jonathan's podcast. Uh, he, he put these two together, and somehow it works great. I feel like he could play just about anything, and I'd enjoy it. But uh, this past Friday was Contamination and a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And... Uh, I love watching people lose their shit over uh, a girl walks home alone at night because uh, they're con- they're calling it like art house trash and it sucks and it's boring and stupid. What? Oh yeah, uh, but I like I like how he he sort of gives out clues before the you know the movies air because it's a surprise the night of. But um, I think the way he described this was. A foreign movie that pretends it's an American movie, and a American movie that pretends it's a foreign movie. <laughs> That's, and, that couldn't be truer, man. That's yeah, a perfect and, and description. Yeah, no and no one guessed this one. Neither of them. So uh, I loved revisiting A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, but I had never seen Contamination. So yeah, uh, seeing that for the first awesome. time, yeah, with Joe Bob and having him sort of talk about how it, you know, how they. He didn't just talk about this one, but in, in general, movies, how these uh, foreign movies would try to rip off American movies. And he, he, of course, went on big rants about that, which is just fantastic. But if you're listening, use the uh, code AOTKP, get a free month of Shutter, and watch every single episode of The Last Drive and Joe Bob Briggs. The best thing to come back is just fantastic that Joe Bob's back. I'm so happy. So yeah, uh, I'm sad that we only have two more weeks with him for now. But from what I'm reading and from his interviews, it sounds like he was just at Shutter headquarters, and I'm guessing that he'll be back with another season at least. So sweet. Woo. I'm I'm curious. Um, in what order did they show? Did they show Henry first, or and then Wolf Cop, or no Wolf Cop first? Really? Because I think it would, <laughs> you would need like a release valve from like Henry, like <laughs> like a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, it's just like because. It's like it's pretty bad when like Wolf Cop would like make you less tense, you know. It's like <laughs> I, I that's the way it would be with me. I mean, I, but wow, I, that kind of actually surprises me. Well, I will make you and everybody listening pretty jealous, unless you're in the uh, 
Joe Bob's Mutants Facebook group. Uh, you, you've already seen this, but the for Henry, I was actually uh, I was watching Wolf Cop up in the projection booth while uh, Spaceballs was playing at the Capitol while I was running that movie, and then everyone left, so I put uh, Henry up on the projector and I sat and watched it in the theater with Joe Bob, which is pretty awesome to see. Oh yeah, wow! That would be yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that was sort of cool to see it, you know, on the big screen in a theater by yourself. And uh, I was just hoping no one would walk in because it was Henry and it's just <laughs> a filthy. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, I watch uh, the new Twilight Zone. I'm caught up on that. It's been pretty good. It's not not uh, as good as I was sort of hoping, but I still don't think it's bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it's not great but not awful. It's it's pretty standard. Uh, anyone else watch any of that? I yeah, didn't to to check that out. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the new I like the new episodes like the the new originals. He's they've d- redone I think at least two are uh, sort of redos of the classic two, episodes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. To me it's like hard you, you cannot re- you know top those, so I'm not sure why they're redoing and retreading. But I guess on, on May 30th, I think, they said that they're putting out the first season in black and white, re-releasing it, the new oh. season, which sort of a gimmick because you can just sort of sure. turn your TV black and white. But um, <laughs> I just haven't I ponied watched. up for the CBL, CBS All Access. Just haven't yeah. done it. Yeah. I think the first episode's free on YouTube. If anyone wants yeah. to sort of get a, a feel for it, you can watch that one. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty good and then i watched the new hateful eight extended version on youtube or on uh, netflix i saw that on there i was like what the hell is this uh what it is is pretty interesting um netflix reached out to tarantino and said hey you know would you like to do something with a movie you already have filmed you know something special for netflix and so he turned hateful eight into a four-part series with new footage he, he took some stuff that never made the you know wow. theatrical cut and and different different uh takes and different uh angles and different just and he sort of re-edited the movie slightly the story's pretty much the same but uh mm-hmm. it's a sort of a new take on it and he he edited it so that it sort of is episodic so it stops you know and has credits at the beginning like an intro and it has a uh the credit rolling credits at the end i i don't know man like i saw this movie in the theaters and did not see i haven't watched it again since because who in the hell has like four hours but (laughs) something about having it it, as episodes like even though i sort of binge them i did i did take a break between part two and three um didn't just sit and watch all four because that was sort of defeat the purpose of you know, breaking it up into episodes, but it, it's a, to me, it was almost a little easier to digest because it's just, like I said, it's a longer movie and it's almost all dialogue. So, um, I highly recommend it. It's sort of a cool huh. extended version. And, um, what we're getting out of it too is while he was doing this, he also, uh, did a new, uh, like four hour director's cut version of Django Unchained. So that's coming out here pretty soon too. Damn. But not cool. like it's just, not as a series. That one's gonna be you know like a f- just a feature movie, like no breaks or anything. And uh, yet, 
Yeah, yeah I remember reading this the screenplay to Django Unchained, and it had like like a lot of stuff that never made the movie. Like uh, Django's uh, wife, you actually like follow her for a bit, and she gets married to some other guy and stuff, and you get to see how mm-hmm. she gets into like Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, life and all that. And when I saw the movie, um, or no, 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 wrong way. I, I saw the movie, and then I read it, and I was like, oh, I wonder what happened to all that stuff. I, I didn't think he filmed it. I guess he did. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what is going to be included in it. He didn't really talk much about it. He just said that he had a whole bunch of footage and decided, you know, hey, if I have the freedom to do that, I might as well. Like, I don't know if, if Netflix is funding this, too. It's sort of crazy, like, Netflix has this huge hateful eight you know it's pretty big deal that you know they got him to do this and we're it's so weird netflix has so much that they can't even like properly put out a press release or anything nobody knew what this was it just pops up on netflix and nobody knew what it was until they reached out to tarantino and asked him and he's like oh yeah here's what it is it's just wild to me that netflix would go to the effort and have tarantino do that and then they just don't even like promote it or advertise it it's just like here it is (laughs) that's odd (laughs) hmm but, I mean, there's, like, you know, a dozen new things, at least, that come out on Netflix every week now. So, it's just, everything sort of gets lost in the shuffle. But, yeah. yeah. But the other thing I watched on Netflix was Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile with yeah. Zac Efron. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. I think uh, people, go- yeah, I think it's sort of, people are expecting a certain something out of it. I've heard a lot of complaints that, you know, it didn't show the, the murders, didn't show that stuff. We, we sort of have that already. It's sort of nice to see another side of it. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought Zac Efron fucking killed it in this. Literally. And, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, sorry for the pun, but I thought it was fantastic. I say check it out. All right, we'll move on. Um, Andy, what did you watch? Okay, um, I, got a, I got a few things. Um, I watched uh, these... Uh, two VHS, because I'm a VHS guy, I like to watch that old school stuff. I watched uh, Visiting Hours from 1981. Uh, I... Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just saying I love that. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, um, I really I really enjoyed it, although I thought it was a little far-fetched. At sometimes I thought Michael Ironside <laughs> was awesome. In it, I thought he was just completely whacked out of his brain, and uh, I lo- I bought it on VHS, and it's like this, you know, this because I'm a big VHS guy anyway, because it's like that's the it's got the slide panel, and it sits in like an inside, and then it closes. And yeah, absolutely love it. Plus, I think the the graphic of like the VHS and the poster with the lights on, you know, that form the skull and the like the uh, hospital windows. I think that's that's awesome. I think VHS stole that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, another one I watched was a very early Anna Ferris film called Lover's Lane. Um, it's from 1999. Uh, it was good for what it was. It was like your typical high school slasher flick. Um, I watched the uh, Vinegar Syndrome release of Death by Temptation with uh, Kadeem Harrison. That was very different. Uh uh, at first, I thought it was a vampire flick, but it turned out being a demon flick. Flick. Uh, it's it was it was okay for what it was. Um, been going through old episodes of um, Night Gallery actually, and uh, so 
I still say, you know, between Twilight Zone and this series, uh, Rod Rod Serling was was killing it, dude. He's probably one of my favorite writers of all time, and like and very underrated. Um, also, a new series uh, since I've been a pro wrestling fan since I was a kid, but this really has nothing to do with wrestling. It's more behind the scenes. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring, and. I freaking love this show. It's on Viceland. It talks about uh, the death of Bruiser Brody, how he was pretty much murdered in Puerto Rico, and the uh, the Puerto Rican police absolutely did nothing about it. Uh, uh, it talks about the cocaine overdose of Gino Hernandez, and they believe he was murdered because you don't usually find enough cocaine to kill an elephant in a person's stomach. So, uh, yeah, the, these, these new, this new series, Dark Side of the Ring, I would recommend it to, even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's just a really good show. I've had buddies of mine call me up and say, hey, have you been watching this? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't even like wrestling. And I'm, like, addicted to this show. So, yeah, I highly recommend Dark Side of the Ring. So, those are the pretty much uh, horror-oriented and, you know, nasty stuff that I've watched, so... Yeah, I watched a little bit of the uh, wrestling show on Viceland. I need to catch up on it because I find that stuff fascinating. I actually watched a little bit of it right before uh, Jake the Snake was here at the Capitol. Oh, cool! So, and uh, I didn't want to watch anymore because I, you know, I'm sure he retold some of those stories at his live show. So he was on the Gino Hernandez uh, episode, and he talks about this. Like, did, they asked him if. Uh, did Gino do drugs? Like, yeah, I did him with him. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, um, uh, and there's, I mean, some of these, some of these will like the Bruiser Brody one will like, you know, oh my gosh, I don't want to give anything away, Tad, but I mean, it, the Bruiser Brody one will break your heart and it'll also just piss you, piss you off. Uh, like in the, in the Von, the, the Von Erichs one, that, that one will just, you know, it, it, it's almost make you cry. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, you guys really need. I think I recommended it to Jason too as well. But uh, yeah, I recommend it if, even if you're not a wrestling fan. Ch- check this show out. I I really think you guys would like it. Cool, excellent. I guess we'll get this out of the way, Jason. What do you? It's watch? not that bad. <laughs> I watched. I also watched Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Bile. I too thought it was fantastic, and I I really thought it was interesting that. Like, it was told through kind of her perspective and his a little. You know, like, if you watch, I haven't watched the Bundy Tapes doc that's on there. Same director, right? Yeah, same director. Joe um, Joe Berlinger, who right. did the Paradise Lost docs. Yep. And so, like, oh, man. it's clear, it seems clear to me that, like, it's not that he straight up had split personalities, but he would always, like, uh declare his innocence the entire time right like he would always present himself as this innocent person and so this whole movie is just from that like assuming that he is innocent because it's kind of watching it through her side and i fucking thought it was super interesting and i and i don't think it glorified serial killers like people are bitching about and and i didn't think it well, the mattered part- that there wasn't a lot of kills because it wasn't about that. It was about the story and him and her and people just need to chill out. But it, yeah, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. 
I watched Q, the winged serpent, Joe Bob. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. (laughs) That's a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I learned so much. Yeah, me too. Like, the fact that he filmed the whole movie. All of it was after. And then went to the effects artists, and the effects artists like, okay, we need to shoot this plate, this plate. And he's no, like, no no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> I already shot the movie. You guys got to fit the effects into the, into the movie. Crazy. That's crazy. Nuts. Wow. I got, a little, I got a little A24 in there with Spring Breakers, because Tad oh, won't shut up about it. Breakers, huh? What'd you think? I, I liked it. I thought it was great. Spring Break. <laughs> Um, I saw yeah, fucking yeah, man. yeah. That's good. I I li- you know me. I liked the artsiness the, of it. The Britney Spears scene. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I love it. I need to rewatch it again. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I got it on Blu-ray, man. You would. I will now that I've seen it. <laughs> um, I also saw the Human Duplicators from 1965. Because it was an MST3K. <laughs> it's with Richard Keel. I should have known. There's no way you would have watched a movie like that well, on my your own, own right. if it wasn't for some riffing, man. If it wasn't uh, riff tracks, it'd be MST3K. If, if they could be on everything, I would watch that version. Uh, oh, yeah, that's not a horror movie. That's not a. And then lastly, uh, Tina and I finally watched um, Happy Death Day to You. And you know me, I'm the boy who cried awesome, and I fucking loved it. Uh, I I love it too. I so want to see it. I'm so mad I didn't get to see it in the theater. People bitch because it strays from horror, but it doesn't. The story's great. Do people get killed? Yes. Some cool bloody deaths? Yes. It's a horror movie. I know. Gives a Um, fuck if it has a bunch of comedy. I mean, yes. Comedy and horror. I know. They're the they they're the same. They do, do, they do yeah. do something. I said do do. Yeah. They do do something in the movie that I I I know is something that is a turn off. Is that to me? And I'm I mean in a way I wish they didn't, but it's intra, integral to the whole second movie. But they explain it. Oh, it depends. You know, no, they 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 explain why the loop. Yeah, happening. no, I no, I understand so, what you're saying. I'm, when right. you say it, I, I was gonna say it depends. Yeah, I would have been fine never knowing. Yeah, but it's such a it's the whole part of the plot of the second one, so it's great. Anyway, that's that's what I watched. I would think like if they never did a sequel, I would be perfectly fine with with yeah. not knowing. Yeah. But if they keep it as like a franchise, I'm like maybe I should know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you you can't tell me, especially the fact that it happens to the same girl. Like okay, what's what's going on here? You know, I, I would probably well, it, reach that point. And it doesn't. It starts actually with a different person. Oh, in does the beginning. it? Yeah. Oh, but she's in it though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the same characters in all the same wardrobe. It's all back. So it's it's the, it's the it's same. Just the first movie. It, you get the same day again. The same day. I, no, I've, I've said too much. <laughs> you have. You gotta <laughs> see it. It's good. <clears throat> yep. That's me. All right. Mike, what'd you watch? Oh, I'm a slacker. I haven't gotten to watch You watch Slacker? Anything. That's cool. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in oh. years. It's probably a good reason. Uh, but <laughs> my son and I went and saw Detective Pikachu. Me too. Me too. 
It was, it was fun. awesome. It was awesome. That's not horror. No, it's not horror. But, but it's it got monsters good. in it. <laughs> it does. Fire breathing lizard creatures. I know. Charizard. I almost said it. You're, anyway. You're good. You got it. Um, other than that, yeah, I've been trying to get caught up on last, on last drive-in. Um, I, you know, yeah, I don't, I just don't understand people. Like, people are <laughs> just, people are bitching about the movie selections, like, and, and, and nobody's happy either way. Right. Like, they, they're bitching about Girl Who Walks Home at Night, um, Crazy. being an art film. But then I hear other people bitching that he's showing, like, you know, you know, Z-grade trash, and I'm like... You fucking know what the, what Joe Bob is about, man. You know, there's a reason why it's called the Last Drive-In. B movies is what what he's about, man. So I don't get it. I'm just embracing all of it. If I were to complain about it, and I'm not, I'm not going to complain. But I see it and I understand it. They're really not showing anything new. It's a lot of the same stuff they already they already have their hands on. Like a lot of the movies, like. Like when he showed Shutter. when he showed Wolf Guy, I saw Wolf Guy like two months ago on on Shutter. Well, yeah, I mean you know? they but, can't show something that's not that they can't. Well, play I don't, on I'm Shutter. just saying, like oh. I just don't know if there, if catalog. everybody out there's freaking out because it's like if it's good, it's Joe Bob. He should get his own. You know, they should be getting movies just for him. You know, like it doesn't matter. You got Joe Bob. You got these movies. It's all good. You know, I'll watch any movie with Joe Bob. Fuck yeah. You know, and sure he's done, including Demon Wind. <laughs> You would. I like Demon Wind. <laughs> I like it. I mean, somebody's got to, right? Somebody. I liked to. it for for uh, Joe Bob. It was like perfect for him <laughs> to yeah. get to go rant on it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did not see the um, Kiss Me, Kill Me, whatever that movie's called. You guys are talking about. <laughs> What's it called again? Extreme, <laughs> I have no ex- idea what you're talking about. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Oh yeah, yeah. Kiss me, kill me. Same thing. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that yet. It's 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 on my to do list. But I did watch the uh, conversation with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. I did plow through those, and it's pretty cool. Like you yeah, know, it looked cool. The yeah, in the trailer. And- you know, and and you know, talking about you know the trolls again. Like you know, people are complaining that. See, the the problem is, you know, you, you're saying that uh, you know people were complaining about the movie is glorifying. The problem is, is like Ted Bundy is synonymous with being the good-looking serial killer. Yeah. Like he he is a guy that looks like he would never be a serial killer because he's really handsome and and charming and everything. So, well, um, the Mark Harmon movie was called The Handsome Stranger, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When he portrayed Ted Bundy, and so I think like. They kind of want to get that point across in the doc and and in the in the film, you know, because that's kind of part of. I don't want to say legacy, because you know, but I guess you know his legacy. Um, monsters don't always look like monsters. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I you know, I but I've heard those complaints about the documentary too. That the documentary really kind of glorifies Ted, and I don't think so at all. You know, I I got I, when I got done watching it, I had a whole new hatred for him, and and yeah. also like, kind of like how how he was like he came off as like really smart to everybody, but I kind of thought he was an idiot by the by the time I was done with the doc. It's like some of the decisions, well, some of the decisions he made in court with representing himself and stuff. 
just made no sense. Like ego driven bullshit. Yeah, ads, arrogance. Yeah. It's all e- yeah. Yeah, he relied on his charisma too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the wrong place, you know. So, but exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and I and I found it really interesting that Joe um, directed both. Yeah, the stock and the a narrative uh, film and a narrative film. Right. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the, the film now that I got through the doc, but that's really it for me. That's all I've had time to watch. All right. Well, Jonathan, what have you watched since uh, the beginning of time since you didn't record with us before? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Here uh, we go. <laughs> I just uh, recently rewatched, like, it's been like 20 years, uh, Lucho Fulci's The Psychic, his weird uh, supernatural. And uh, I first saw it, uh, there was a revival house playing it when I was a little kid. They did a triple feature with uh, Zombie and Gates of Hell. And that was in the middle of those two. And uh, I was like 14 then, so I didn't really appreciate it too much. I was like there for, you know, the undead carnage. But uh, I finally got around to re-watching it. And it's pretty tight. The climax is a a little too long. Like, you kind of figure out what's going on and they stretch it for 30 minutes. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I... I enjoyed it overall, and uh, uh, I just got, <clears throat> before we start recording, 20 minutes into Reptilicus, which is uh, Denmark's take on the Godzilla movie. Like the, I think it was like early 60s, so they were trying to cash in on Godzilla King of the Monsters and all that. I'm kind of getting my giant monster movie thing on before the new Godzilla movie comes. And uh, besides that, non-horror, I've been binge-watching the Zato Oichi movies, if you guys know what those are. Some, they're like weird Japanese swordplay movies. Uh, there's like 26 of them, I'm like halfway through. But, but uh, besides that, nothing nothing really, unfortunately. I have, I have to work on Mother's Day. I, was, uh, I work in a restaurant, so I had to be there for like 14 hours. Ooh, ouch. So, yeah. Those are the blind yeah, it's, swordsman it's movies, right? That you were talking yes. about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. They're great. They're a lot of fun. You seen those? Um, I feel like I, I saw like the there was like a new one that came out like a like a couple of years back, and I only saw it once. But the only thing that I can really remember about it is just like he's doing all this crazy stuff, and he's like kicking everybody's ass. And at the end of the movie, he like somebody like throws something at him, and he's like he says something like like the end line is just like he says I can't I still can't see for shit, you know. <laughs> Which is which is kind of <laughs> hilarious, you know, but yeah, that's the only thing I remember. I because I only saw it once, and it was, it was years back, and it was it was a new, it was a newer movie. Uh, I remember liking it, but yeah, that's the only thing that I can remember because it stands out because I thought it was so hilarious, you know, because he he had not you know missed a thing in this whole movie, and it was like the <laughs> the simplest shit. Like somebody tossed him an orange, and it like hit him in the head, and he's like, I still can't see for shit. That's funny. You know? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't even. No, they made a newer one. Like the old one, it's it's the same guy. All twenty six movies, and they even had like a three uh, season long television show. Damn. But uh, I know, I know they made like an an American version in like the late eighties with Rucker Hauer, which I'm going to check out after I watch all these. Oh, cool. Oh, like Blind Fury. Yes, yes, that's that's supposed to yeah. be like the American Zadwichi. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, Meg oh. Foster's in it, and um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, well, it's, now now. I'm really excited. 
I was yeah, uh, a- I was dreading it at first, but now <laughs> now okay. It's 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 kind of fun, you know. It's um I'll I'll give like one little little part away where he's walking and he's like he's you know he's sensing things with his canes. He's tapping away, and of course you know he'll like if he drops something he'll count you know how many steps away that it might be or something like that. But uh, he's like tapping things with his na- and he comes across this alligator and he taps it. And it kind of like gives like this little grunt, and he's like, "Nice doggy." And then he steps over this like humongous alligator, and he's, he's unbeknownst to. But yeah, it's Blind Fury is it, it's it's fun. Oh, definitely. Now, okay, that's great. At, at first, I thought it was just going to be like really dumb, but oh, now now I'm it's, really excited. It, it is, but it, it's it's fun, dumb. I should say, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, entertaining, dumb, not yeah, yeah, dumb, dumb. Sounds yeah. like the girls they did in high school. Hey, oh, oh. <laughs> was that Andrew Dice Clay over there? Oh, hey, <laughs> Hickory Dickory Duck. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Is he still around? Yeah, he's just uh, in a yeah, movie. Yeah, Showtime. Or no, what's really? he? <clears throat> yeah, it's just called Dice. Oh, really? I just I just remember Adventures of Ford Fairlane, and then and then that's it. Brain Smasher. Oh, he was in... Uh, Very uh, happy. Brain Smasher, I remember that one. Yeah. He was in a new Oscar-nominated movie. He was? Yep. It's the one with Bradley Cooper and Star is Born. Yeah, Star is Born. He plays her dad. Oh, whoa! No kidding. Yeah, he's and, in that. And, wow. and he's great. And he's, <laughs> he's totally, almost he's well, unrecognizable. Yeah, he that too. Kind of has to be at this point if he's going to have a career in this <laughs> but he's, political correct. You know, he's age. a near near slimy Jersey guy. In a way, you know, not too bad. He's just a dad <laughs> who wants to. Not, not no offense to other Jersey guys that I know, but. <laughs> um, he was also in the short-lived HBO series Vinyl, and he was actually really he had his he he was only in like the pilot, and then maybe like an episode after, and then he gets killed off. But his character is so freaking memorable because he's like coked out of his mind, and he's just hilarious. So Andrew Dice Clay, being a coked-up '70s radio DJ, is actually pretty awesome to look at well cool that's good that he's still working yeah yeah Yeah. totally but and it's cool that he's like because if you were to watch any movie from the 80s that he shows up in even before he was a famous comic like i just watched um you know i talked about on last episode where i was on a teen sex comedy kick so i had just recently watched uh um was it spring break not breakers but spring break like uh, um, Johnny Depp's first film, and Andrew Dice Clay is in that before anybody even knew who the hell Andrew Dice Clay was, and he's still just Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> it's it's funny you should mention that because that chick that was in the the hot date um, band from Spring Break, her name was Corinne Alphen. Now, Corinne Alphen was also in Amazon Women of the Moon, and she was in a scene with Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, oh, the oh, yeah, the one with uh, where the where the right, guy, the video, guy I can't remember the, the actor's tape. name, but the guy who played um, the guy who played Jimmy Olsen in the Christ, Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Yes. He goes yes. and rents a video, uh, a porno, 
from a video store from none other than Russ Myers working the working the <laughs> as the the clerk at the video store. How awesome is that? But the guy's name is Ray, and he rents a video called Ray. <laughs> yeah, so the whole porno is like first person's per- perspective. So uh, the the girl's talking to him right. and calling him Ray and all this stuff. Right. But then Andrew Dice Clay bursts in. He's like, "You've been cheating on me with Ray." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, good stuff. Let's talk about That's Amazon nice. Women on the Moon. So <laughs> that's my six degrees of Andrew Dice Clay right there. <laughs> I totally forgot he was in Amazon Women on the Moon. Six degrees of dice, I should say. But I, I think a lot of other people forget, though, too. He was also in Pretty in Pink. He played oh, yeah. the bouncer at the uh, at the nightclub the kids would um, go to. So, Anyhow. whoa, whoa! <laughs> I didn't know that either. That just blew your mind. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he was at the Oscars this year. What a world. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen his acceptance speech. <laughs> that would make me watch the Oscars again. He was there. I wouldn't yeah, have yeah. nominated him. Was... All right. We got some movies to talk about. Sure do. <laughs> Other movies. Kind of st- we slightly strayed. <laughs> As we do. So for those listening, again, our, to remind you, our topic is uh, sorority horror movies. And Tad's going to start us with our first film. All right. Our first film is Sorority Row. My hope is you girls prepare to go out into the world that the things that you've learned here in Theta Pi will help you to do the right thing. <laughs> We have a problem. What is it? Garrett cheated on me. You cheat on one Theta, you cheat on every Theta. That boy needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> you alright? It's showtime. What's going on, babe? Are you okay? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Guys, get whoa. Uh, she's convulsing in the- What did you do? Go get the car now. Thing. She's really dead. What? She really died, and it's my fault. Hey, Garrett, we're gonna take care of this, okay? They did a bad, bad thing. What's happening? I can't see. You're dead, dummy. The body. Do we wrap it in the blanket as is, or do we chop it in little pieces first? All right, everybody, spread out and find sharp rocks to dismember the body with. How long are you gonna keep this going? What the hell did you do? She wasn't dead. Oh, Dead, and we're all responsible. I don't see a way out of this. Maybe there is. I'm not gonna let this ruin our lives. If we all stick to the same story, no one will ever know. Congratulations, graduates. As happy as this day is, one of our sisters is still missing. To Megan, we love and miss you. Oh my God! It's a prank. Steal an explanation. Hello? I have one, guys. Megan came back from the dead. Now she wants to kill us. Megan? She was wearing a hooded gown. Half the Greek system is in hooded graduation gowns right now. It's not Megan. She is rotting in a mine shaft. I'm 
afraid of you. I run a house with 50 crazy people. Sorority Row came out in 2009, has Carrie Fisher and a bunch of pretty young actresses. And uh, pretty simple plot. I sort of, uh, I guess, we have this group chat, and I I called this one because I feel like (laughs) I had a few things to say about this one. I will say uh, this episode overall. I don't know about these picks, right. but uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna get into it. But oh, man, but, I was doing uh, so good there for a while too with my picks. You were. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. I'm, <laughs> uh, well, I'll just I'll just start with this movie. It's pretty pretty very simple actually. We've seen this one several times uh, with different titles. These um, after this girl finds out that her boyfriend has cheated on her they decide to pull a prank on him and while they're having sex at a crazy sorority party uh, (laughs) the craziest yeah she pretends that she's dying and all of her friends are in on it so they take it way too far and they actually get her into the vehicle with the uh the uh boyfriend the cheating boyfriend who happens to be brothers with one of the girls, which is sort of a weird uh, connection there. Very uh, weird, because he thought he was getting rape sex from this girl, because the other girl gave him pills to roofie her. Right. Yeah, they, Yeah. the whole thing is, is sort of fucked from the beginning, because, yeah, he thinks that he's date-raping her, her friend. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. very got strange. The pills, got the pills from his sister, no less. Yeah. You know, whatever. I guess uh, details, schmeetails. That that fam that family rolls yeah. a little differently than mine. But um, <laughs> my sister would do anything to make sure I did not ever flirt with her friends when I was in high school. So <laughs> she would definitely not give me roofies to, to date rape them at parties. Um, but anyways, they get they take the body, you know, and they take they keep taking this joke way too far. They take her body out in the middle of nowhere, where they're telling him we're gonna we're gonna have to dump the body. They get him really scared, uh, and and someone tells him, you know, oh, we're gonna have to take the air out of her lungs so the body does doesn't float to the top when we dispose of it in the lake. And while they sure. all have their backs turned, he puts a tire iron through her chest and actually does kill her. So everyone sort of argues over what they're gonna do. They sort of, I guess, agree, although not all of them agree. They they say, you know, we're we're gonna throw her body down this well and dispose of the evidence and never talk about it again. Which, you know, that shit's not gonna work because they have way too many people that know, and not everyone wanted to do this. Not everyone was in on the plan. Some of them wanted to call the cops. Some of them didn't. So then we flash forward eight months to their college graduation. And guess what? People start dying, and there's uh, some suspicious shit popping up. That you know, is she alive? What happened? How? Who knows? Who's who's playing? You know, these evil pranks on them. Who who knows about this and is threatening to tell? Uh, who done it? And it quickly turns into I know what you did last summer, uh, but not quite as good because it doesn't have Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess the one thing about this one I sort of liked was uh, Carrie Fisher's in it. Yeah, that blew my yeah. mind. 
That was freaking she, uh, awesome. Plays a sorority mom, and she's pretty badass in it. She uh, doesn't let she she gives the girls a lot of uh, shit. She gives the killer a lot of shit. She uh, she's just awesome. But and that's the best part of it too. It's like we got Carrie Fisher. We're gonna we're gonna make her scenes count, and like yeah. and she is a badass with this fucking shotgun through the sorority Takes house. No shit. Like when everybody else dies, it's just like oh I'm dead. But when she gets killed, she's still like like still giving fighting. the killer shit and shooting yeah. the gun at him. Yeah, you know? popping off shots, doing whatever she can. Now, as much as I, you know, I'm talking sort of down on this movie, this is the kind of shit that I will love to stop on at like three in the morning on it. star on stars. <laughs> it's just. It, I, I have this weird thing with these kind of. Uh, you do. I don't even know, like junk food horror movies it's so there's i mean i I think i picked this one because (laughs) it's just so damn simple there's nothing to follow about it there's nothing you you could it is junk food there's nothing nutritious but man right you just like the taste yeah you already know what's gonna happen you know you you see everything coming but everybody's you know attractive and the movie overall looks okay uh so you know it's easy to digest uh i think i was looking through the uh cast I didn't recognize really anybody, but Rumor Willis is apparently in this. I don't. I don't even yeah, know which one she was, other than Carrie Fisher. She was the lead. Is no, she? she was the scaredy one of the scaredy cat ones that made it to near the end. Okay. The redhead with the glasses yeah. that always was panicking. Oh wait, that, that had the weird feature size to me. That's what I saw. Like her chin was way small. Fa- I don't know. Yeah, she was one I, that was like panicking and screaming all yep, the time. Yeah, she was my favorite. Oh, oh wow, well, I thought she was I'll the dark haired girl. I think she's the redheaded Eve, the oh, light, oh, the lighter is... strawberry blondie-ish one. Cassidy is pretty much your your lead. The the girl that wanted to call it in, but they that they conspired against her. They say, you know, we'll keep we'll keep it a secret. We'll say that you didn't kill her, but if you start talking, we're going to be the ones. That's, we'll say that you you're the one that did it. Daughter of Bruce and Demi Moore. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, this oh, one God, sort of fits in that. that. I mean, like I said, it follows right falls right into that uh, urban legend. Even though it was ten years after, you know, it has that urban legend Valentine prom or prom night remake. Uh, has that feel of those that that whole generation of it almost feels like you know those mid to late '90s horror movies after Scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything had a bunch of pretty people, and yeah, I don't know. I I, I felt this was like the the last gasp of that uh of that, that little weird genre there that like slasher comeback even though it, it was what 2009 right so that's like 13 yeah. years later yeah. but I, I can't remember any anything coming out after that that was like you know the 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 very yeah. polished uh, uh everybody looks like a model and wearing you know nice fresh off the rack clothes mm-hmm well this i might I look Bloody at Valentine remake kind of falls into that category. So too, that's I what I was going to say. This yeah. this is kind of like a growth and extension of of that Scream era of films, but in that era of the two thousands where it was remakes with with like Black yeah, Christmas, Christmas, Prom Night, um, mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine. But the interesting thing, like, okay, so. When a stranger calls, you know, uh, yeah. When a stranger calls, well, this calls. one, this one was a remake, wasn't it? Yeah, it's this a, it's was House on Sorority Row. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake of her House House on Sorority Row. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that one. 
And like a lot of those ones from the from the nineties, you know, the screams and whatnot. You know, they had you know some despicable teen characters in it, some likable ones. But then when you get to this era with like Sorority Row and Black Christmas and and some of these others, they're all just evil bitches that you just want to see die anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't care for a single person in this. I was uh, I agreed. I I was rooting for him to go. Well, huge spoiler, I thought the nicest character of the whole movie turned out to be the killer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they got you. They got you good. I this absolutely really hated it. makes sense to me. Because uh, the, the, the killings and everything seemed very, like, revenge-motivated. You know, he even used, like, the, the souped-up tire iron and stuff like that. And, like, I knew it wasn't going to be, like, the girl coming back to life or anything like that. And I... I knew it wasn't going to be the date rape guy because that would have been too obvious. But uh, I was waiting for it to be like somebody in cahoots with the with the sister that kept popping up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. no, it, it just it just felt kind of tacked on that it was that guy. Don't I love that he's just known as the date rape guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. I feel all the endings I, I just, from you. It would have been. Garrett, it was his been name. too obvious. All the, I think all the endings from Scream Two on felt tacked on to me. You know, just that last yeah. minute. Oh, gotcha! You didn't think of this guy. Well, yeah, yeah, because they so. they had another other guy as the killer first. It was like the the girl's boyfriend, the the, yeah, the blonde was, girl, the, the, that the was super really bitchy weird. one. Because yeah, I, I was like when like. When it was blatantly obvious to the point where it was the main girl, it was the main girl's boyfriend. Um, I, I was still in kind of denial because we just got done seeing like ten minutes of the of the bitchy girl's boyfriend, you know, being totally psycho. And I'm like, what? What is this college? Right, and, and, and he, his 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 motivation seemed seemed uh, uh, better. You know, he was like a, a spoiled little brat guy. Yeah, who didn't want you know his future ruined, and I was like, oh, I buy that. But then it was another guy who didn't want his his future ruined. What, what, what? I'm trying to remember future. exactly. Yeah, he 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 was quote yeah, unquote yeah, he looking out for like, his yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Well, and I and I thought it was weird too with the uh, with the the boyfriend whose dad is the politician when we when I first thought he was the killer because he was trying to kill him. Um. That. Uh, I was just waiting for that exposition exposition moment of like explaining why he's doing what he's doing, and it was never happening. And I'm like, we never, we're not going to find out the true motivation of what's going on. But then come to find out, you know, he wasn't the one doing it. So, does anybody else but me think that the murder weapon in this movie was literally the stupidest damn thing that they've ever seen? I'm sorry. With the tire iron, with you know the harpoon and the and the grappling hook, you can get and, that at Walmart, Andy. Oh, it's... you can the, the the Swiss Army knife tire iron. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It had a Vegematic on it, and it yes. could, you know, cheese grater. It was creative. Exactly. It was creative. It was horseshit. It was pretty dumb, but it was shiny. I don't know if I'm um, uh, on Tad's boat. But I really enjoyed this. I'm and I'm kind of <laughs> pissed about it. Well, because <laughs> it's it's literally ninety eight percent. I know what you did last summer. Oh, and the first time you yeah. see the killer, you're like he's in a fucking hooded 
thing? Where's the hook? You know, like, your your killer looks exactly like the fucking, I know what you did last summer guy. Well, and, the, the, and the plot. Like, they accidentally oh, kill somebody and we're going to cover it up. Right. But I was in for it all. You know, yeah. it was, like, it was well yeah. made. And, and I'm yeah. like, just do what you want, story. I've heard it. And, like, I'll just see what, you know, it's more about let's just see what happens than it was I'm invested. But I didn't mind the lead girl. I She was the most innocent, and and I followed her. I was rooting for her enough. And the kills were cool enough and yeah. good. And I, I'll i just say it was, I, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. I'm pissed about yeah, it. I kind of liked the most ridiculous kill of the whole movie. It was Which my one? favorite. The, the, girl, one? Oh. the girl chugging the alcohol and the killer oh, shoves the fucking bottle down yeah. her Oh, yeah. That was Brutal. that was my favorite part of the whole movie right there. I thought that was great. That was awesome. That was brutal. I I will say that the the characters, you know, they did make them nasty bitches. I mean, they made them true sorostitutes. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. That that's that, that, I will say that the the character development of them just being just nasty people, and they just like they they talk about all this sisterhood when they wouldn't piss on each other if they were on fire. So, and then and the house does catch fire. So. Uh, yeah, that's the thing too, off. though. There is no development of character in this. The head sorority girl, who's the bitchiest, I swear she gets bitchier as the danger increases. Uh huh. And cockier about it. But the thing, but the thing is, for me, I I kind of feel like by the time we got to the third act, see, I I went in. I like this movie too. I um, I'll say it. I, I like this movie too because I, it is just like dumb it. fun. It is junk food fun. Like Tad said, and if you can go in with that mentality, because you can easily get pissed off of like, there's no character development. It's the so, you same know, fucking shit. The freaking red herrings at the wazoo, the, the 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 twist killer that makes no sense. You know, the the cookie cutter plot. <laughs> um, but I swear to God, I think this movie, especially by the third act, is supposed to be a comedy. What? <laughs> How long was that fucking house on fire before anybody called anybody? <laughs> right? Jesus. The air quality was pretty great down there. I mean, shotguns yeah. going yeah. off, the house is on fire. Like, yeah. is, is it like an abandoned neighborhood or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing they didn't die of smoke inhalation, you know, before they could actually yeah. get out on yeah. that exposition. Well, I did it because of this, and my cell phone was on a bus. You reminded me of... Uh, <laughs> It reminded me of uh, John Woo's The Killer, where there's like a 45-minute gun battle in the church, yeah. and then finally, <laughs> when it's over, the cops finally show up. Like, like I mean, it's like a whole war going on. Yeah. And then time finally, to get when there. it's over, you yeah. hear the sirens. The foundation yeah. is crumbling from, you know, bullet you know, holes. So. Yeah, the only, the only thing that was missing was doves in slow motion. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh... But no, I'm serious. I think that I think it was supposed to be a comedy in the third act because because the main the main bitchy girl, the the head of the sorority, she like I said she gets bitchier and bitchier as the danger increases and every move she or anybody else makes in the the whole third act she's got a quip for. And huh? I'm so, I yeah, kind of yes, thought she yes. was funny. I kind of yeah. thought she was funny. And there's that one moment totally. I literally by myself in the middle of the night last night laughed out loud when um when they're kind of separate the, the the spazzy redhead with the glasses that is afraid of everything 
she's kind of separated from them, and somebody says something like, uh, oh, where's so-and-so? And then you hear her scream off of the distance, and they ju- they're all just calmly like, oh, yeah, well, she's <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah. Because they're so used to her screaming. Yeah, that was when time. they got that text message. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, oh, I hope so-and-so doesn't see this text message. And then she screams like, yeah. oh, I guess she did. Just having laughs yeah. doesn't make it a comedy oh, all but of it, a sudden. But, but it was but those hilarious. Those are funny moments for sure. Yeah. I, I think if they kind of kept that the whole movie, I would have liked it a lot more. You know, it, yeah. it just came kind of like the third act. The first act, you know, it's just it just get there. cat fight after cat fight. You know? Yeah, um, but like once w- w- she really kind of like finds her character in the like the third act, and yeah, she she's probably my favorite one. I think she's just so unashamedly bitchy that you can't help but root for her. <laughs> and you're, 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 I think you're right. I think she, you know, I for some reason I I really hate character. You know, I hate you movies that have characters that I can't get behind whatsoever. And when they're super evil and bitchy like that, I'm like. Why am I even watching right, this movie? Right. But I ended up really liking her character for some reason. I think maybe just because she, she was actually funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I think everybody else was just so lifeless that she just kind of stole the show. <laughs> oh, that's probably true, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one girl just cried all the time. The other girl was like, she... she she did the whole like redemption arc thing where she was apparently she was doing they said she was doing yeah. like a uh, uh, volunteer work and stuff you know there's no fun in that but she just stayed nice evil and bitchy the whole time and and you know hey whatever I feel like the Maggie character wasn't even really needed the the sister of the one that died right just, uh, yeah she well, served I, no yeah. purpose other than being yeah, a red herring. <laughs> And another problem, another problem that I had was like, what was with the slow mo sexy walk out of the burning house after you've been chasing <laughs> yeah. the killer? It's yeah, just like the, you know, unless it, I'm unless I'm I'm not gonna power walk away from you know my home that's got all my worldly possessions in it while it's in a blazing fire, you know, unless I'm playing insurance fraud. So. It was so funny because the whole movie has like all these girls in, in tight outfits or, or, or like skimpy clothes and everything, and then it has this like pro you know woman message at the end. They're like, no, you you were doing <laughs> sleazy stuff this whole movie. Don't try to like you know bail out of it now and like oh girl power like <laughs> no the, the movie starts with a bunch of girls in bikinis making out with each other in a party you yeah. know <laughs> like. Yeah, and yeah, it's like that rumor Willis chick. I mean, she was screaming the whole movie, you know. And after yeah, she's yeah. been, you know, you've seen a man just get, you know, fall into a basement and catch on fire, you know. And now all of a sudden, you're just, yeah. you know, it's, it's slow mo sexy walk. Oh, exactly, exactly. What the yeah, hell? It, it I, I, so it was like the movie was trying to like redeem itself <laughs> for for oh, it's like sleaze factor. And I was like, no, I'm not buying it, dude. I'm not buying it. Well, that was the other thing that I thought was funny, too. Like, her character was just screaming every chance she got. She was obviously the weak, weak, weakest link of the whole thing. But then she steps up right there at the end, you know? Yeah. And she's, yeah, like, yeah. calm. <laughs> she's, like, calm and in control. It's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this and get out of here, you know? I I thought that was funny, too. Oh man, I think we liked this movie. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you, know, I th- I, you guys are on your own. This, this one, this one wasn't for me. Uh, I was, I was rooting for it. I was kind of like, oh, I didn't see this when it came out. And like sometimes, uh, 
you know, uh, it's like the, uh, what am I trying to say here? Sometimes you, you go back and you're like, oh, you know, it's 10 years. I, I don't really care that they made House on Sorority Row as a, a dumb, like, MTV teen slasher movie. And then, you know, maybe it will be good for what it is. And it, it didn't win me over. I was, I was rooting <laughs> for it, though. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. Some of these are really hit and miss. Like, this one, this one's yeah, kind of... Yeah, it was, it was just... It it just had like a cut every four seconds. Like the editing was just so like music video for me. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh yeah. maybe I'm just an old man at art. <laughs> yeah. The shower scene was great though. <laughs> <laughs> it always they always are. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like this is something that I could put on and not pay attention to. This is like a house cleaning movie where you can like stop yeah, and yes. watch it for like for like five minutes and then just get back to doing what you're doing and then you Absolutely. know do some chores and then you know fold some laundry oh yeah oh there goes the there goes the bottle down her throat okay i'm gonna go put the dishes yeah away yeah now. there's grandma isn't, princess leia with a shotgun isn't that how you guys, isn't that how all of you isn't that how you guys watch all these podcast movies uh, that's how? <laughs> just, like uh, the these these series of remakes from this era of of 80 slashers are like super hit and miss. I mean, none of them, none of them are like groundbreaking, you know, better than the originals or anything like that. But some of them I really like, and some of them, you know, some of them are yeah. just really bad. This one's just kind of in the middle. Like yep. Black Christmas, mm-hmm. the Black Christmas remake. I loved that one. I've had a lot of fun with that one. Oh, and, could- and I'm a big cheerleader for the original movie, so um, yep. <clears throat> that's one of my all-time favorite films. It's the original. So, but like, you know, uh, My Bloody Valentine was good, but then you get like Prom Night. God, that is so bad. And then like uh, April Fool's, like April Fool's, uh, that one almost is like almost on the level of so bad it's back to good. It, it's, it's, it's on like Troll <laughs> 2 level. Yeah. Help me remember Ed, that, Tad, Ed so he Wood doesn't territory. put it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I'm a re- big fan of the of the remake of Texas Chain. The remake with really? Jessica Biel. See, I actually really liked it. Oh, I love oh, it. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Well, I'm I'm the odd man. I'm the odd man out here. No, you're not. Oh, you're and not. I like and I like the original. I, 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 you know, the thing is with with the remakes when they remade like the, like the '80s movies, it kind of fit because. Like the original like eighties movies were made for like teenagers and stuff, you know, like Friday the thirteenth and all them. Yeah. The the grimy seventies ones though, like once you take out that like homemade lo fi style, it, it it just doesn't work with like a studio kind of spit and polish. It's it's like watching Avril Lavigne cover Napalm Death. It's just like it's not <laughs> like, it's, it's not there anymore, you know? Hmm. Well, but what yeah, did but you I think of? Here, have on a cover, Napalm Death. What do you? But what did you think of uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake? Uh, uh, oh, all right, I, I actually did like that. Okay, one. yeah, that was fucking that, awesome. That was probably my favorite of, the, of that remake. Era. Same, same, yeah, same here. I, I'm kind of remade everything, half, didn't they? They did. I'm half and half on the Amityville horror remake too. I mean, uh, there's parts that I like and there's parts that I dislike. Mm, I still haven't even seen it. It's got Jamie Ryan Reynolds in it, and I still haven't seen it. What's wrong with me? And Rachel, you Nichols know what? What's cool? 
I was I was never fond of the original Amityville Horror, but have you guys ever seen the sequel, the second one? Oh yeah, Possession? it's terrific. It's oh my god, it's such a. I saw that movie as a little kid, and it's fucking scary as hell. I think it I think it trumps the first one by like a mile. Wow. And I think it's got Polly from Rocky in it, doesn't it? Yes, yes, he's he's the, he's the white beard. <laughs> And it has like the this like creepy incest subplot, and and like it has all these uh, angles that they like directly ripped off from Evil Dead in it. It's really cool. I have to revisit it. I'm trying to remember who did it. I, I think, it, yeah, it was um uh, the guy who did Halloween three wrote it. And Tommy Lee apparently, Walsh. Yeah, and apparently uh, originally I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember where I read this. I read this in like Horror Hound or Fangoria years ago, but apparently, Dar- Dono Sacchetti, the guy who wrote all like the the Lucho Fulci zombie movies, did a mm. first draft of it, and that's why it has that like scuzzy Euro horror feel to it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I knew the I knew the Italians were involved in it somehow. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's Sorority Row. Uh, to me, the greatest part I was seeing Carrie Fisher in there that. that <laughs> Was the saving grace <laughs> Rest of the in movie. Peace. Grandma Leia. Yeah. God, God bless her. <laughs> and the film was also, it was shot in Pennsylvania. And the woman that played Mrs. Tappan uh, was Deborah Gordon, who is a Romero alum. She was a featured zombie in Day of the Dead and in Dawn of the Dead. Oh. And she wow. was also in Monkey Shines. So. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this movie got more cool points. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so uh, Jason, what's our next movie? Well, next uh, we're going to talk about Sorority House Massacre. Sorority House Massacre. After a weekend with us, you're going to want to join this sorority. Maybe we are the haunted sorority house after all. One, two, three, pass your weight! Am I crazy? Oh god. It's him. That's him, that's the guy from my dream! What's the plan here, buddy? You got a good reason to Sorority House Massacre came out in 1986. It was written and directed by Carol Frank, and it was her only film. And thank God. Hey! It's it's an an innocent sorority sister becomes a target of an escaped mental patient wreaking havoc on a college campus. And if you didn't guess, not a fan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
like I, I judge all three of these movies. Oh. Um, the fact you know, based on <laughs> I can determine their budget levels. Yeah. Based on how many girls are in the sorority in each of these films. Uh Like, obviously, Sorority (laughs) Row's got the biggest budget because there's a lot of girls there. Um, And then this one has to be the lowest budget because there's four. Right? (laughs) Never at one time. No, never at one time. (laughs) It has the uh, shortest runtime of the movie. That was maybe the best thing. Yeah. So what's uh, wrong, Jason? Why didn't you like this oh one? This is a God. classic. Why? Really? You can't tell by watching it. I it was. I <laughs> you go, Jonathan. I, I I have to appreciate uh, the title card. How, right. How they used uh, Windows ninety five MS Paint for the word massacre. Right. I can't That was wait. pretty groundbreaking for the time. <laughs> to hear what Ted thought about it. It was a little sloppy though. They got paint everywhere. Yeah. They got that. paint everywhere. <laughs> Did you guys know that on the the cover of like <laughs> the poster, uh, that's uh, Su- that's Susie Slater, and she's not even in the damn movie, right? Right. Uh, Susie Slater is famous for the chick with well, other than you know her assets, uh, she's the chick that got her head blown off in uh, Chopping Mall. Oh, Susie Slater, yeah, and she's actually from Nebraska, but uh, UNL. The director of Chopping Mall did the sequel to this, I looked up. That's right, Jim Jim Wernarski. Yeah. Small world. Uh, it's a little slow and a little confusing. <laughs> and a little not good. What you Did you like it? Quit giving me shit. You're over there. You know it's not that good. I can tell by the look on your face. Uh, me? Um it, if I'm rating this versus other films of that era and it's ilk, like, I'm a huge fan of Slumber Party Massacre. Sure. Amen. So, oh, that's good. So, yeah, this one, <laughs> this one's pretty poor in comparison. Uh-huh. Pretty poor in comparison. And, yeah, I'm, is, it, is it the fault of the director or fault of the budget? Because, like, it's a sorority house with four girls in it. And... It's also like the mental institution. Its whole employment has two interns, and that's it. And and no lights. And no what? And no lights. There's no lights in that whole place. Every Let even when he is, well, I love he escapes. He walks down this like he runs down this dark, dark hall, and he just jumps a fence. I was like, oh my god, it's, is it really that easy to escape a sanitarium? Maybe in the eighties. That's that's why they relied on this so much as a plot point. <laughs> Well, the last film, I'm not going to give it away, but the last film that we're going to talk about also has mental institution scenes, and those are well done where you, you get nice wide angles, you see other pa- you see a ton of other patients, you, oh, see, yeah, yeah. you see bars, you know, like fences and bars keeping the mm-hmm. inmates in. This, we only body. ever see one inmate, we only ever see two interns, and everything is tightly shot because it's obviously the upstairs of somebody's house. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like about this you know what I like about this um sorority this sorority house, this particular one, is that um all the lights will go out, but you can still watch TV. <laughs> yes, There's I know. Electricity. <laughs> Battery power TVs. The, Come on. The, 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 these these humongous, you know, 
size H batteries that they've got powering this TV. <laughs> I also love how the sorority house has the same initials as our as our lead character as well. Oh. On the side of the house, it literally has like if you look at her suitcase when she's walking up to the house, it's got. I'm trying to remember her full name. It's like Beth. Like, you're so bored with this movie, you're looking at these details. They show a close-up shot of those letters. What else do they have to show in this movie? They had to. And and I'm just like, why why does why does this house have her initials on the side of it? Because it's her house. Where it would look like it was supposed to be like the the address number, but no, it's like her initials. Um when I ask you guys a question. Yes. You just do <laughs> did 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 any of you buy that those guys were the boyfriends to those girls? <laughs> no, especially the redheaded dude. Oh my yeah. god. It was like like it was like Revenge of the Nerds throwbacks. <laughs> I, I mean I, uh, it was it was, I just uh, the whole time I was like baffled. I was like, "Wait, wait, did I really have a chance in high school that I didn't realize or uh, they had to have been like the pro- the producers like like yeah. uh, nephews or something well you, you well you may have had a chance because that other guy wanted to go rafting yeah instead of hanging out with the girls he wanted to go rafting Here's here's one thing that I couldn't understand, and of course, you know, my mind, you know, went someplace else after the all the girls started changing in the room, which was, you know, gratuitous and awesome, probably the highlight of the film, Um, by far. But you know, they go into Cindy's room, the real, the real snotty rich girl, blah blah blah, right? And you're seeing all this artsy fartsy stuff, you know, like Eiffel Towers and fucking all this other, you know, really trendy shit. And then you've got a poster of D. Snyder on the wall. Yes. To me, yeah, that, like, that, that. Throws, that throws everything off to me. It was just like, that, that, that doesn't make, one of these things does not fit, you know, into this equation. And D. Snyder's not one of them. It's like, I'm thinking to myself, that's like putting a Dodge Ram hood ornament on a Mercedes Benz. It's just, it's just going to throw everything off. I, I, I actually, I actually thought it fit completely. It was like, it was like eighties clothes. It was an eighties montage. And then you have a clearly eighties band right there. And so <laughs> it kind of, it kind of worked for me. Well, like, I, I would have I expected like, you know, wham or Duran Duran, not D. Yeah, Snyder. Something yeah. upscale. That's true. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a uh, Ragman from trick or treat. Yeah. It's a sister. <laughs> Borrowed some of his, his heavy metal, this heavy metal uh, posters he has all over the attic room. Well, fair enough. You know, D. Well, Twisted Sister was in Pee Wee's Great Adventure, so you know. You guys don't remember that? Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah. Okay, I was just like, you're gonna burn <laughs> in hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tad's cover of yeah. Twisted Sister. It's, it's my favorite good. cover. Yeah. What do you think, Tad? Speaking of Tad. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say I, I'm going to be honest, man. Like I watched these right after the last time we recorded, and it I'm having even a hard time recalling this one. <laughs> I watched it like a week ago, and I'm like, which one was it? Because these these last two sort of blurred together for me. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. It's not a good thing. 
not very memorable. I had a hard time paying attention. I did. I, I made it all the way through, but uh, but by the end you're like, do do I care to even try to figure this out? Yeah, you know, this yeah. is oh, it's rough. It's rough. I do. It's like sort the of like if Halloween didn't have a direct. That, that's what you would get with this movie. <laughs> and it's Roger Corman produced. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. Concord yeah. Pictures. Yeah, Con- Concord oh. Pictures. He he probably tried to like cash in on Slumber Party Massacre and made it in like ten days. That was like a big Roger Corman thing, you know. Oh, like, yeah, there was I, a hit movie, so he had something made. In, yep. Like, oh, I you know, get, ten days to, to three be bees in it. And, time. Yep. yep. I guarantee, right down to having a, f- a female direct the film, because yeah. Know, oh yeah, that's true. Party that's true. Was directed and, I, by a woman. and I think this, I think this, the woman who directed this actually was an assistant director on Slumber Party Massacre. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. she worked yeah. on Slumber Party Massacre. So well, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure Does, if Roger Corman was sitting right here, to be like, yeah, that's totally what I did. <laughs> exactly. I'm yep. not going to apologize yep, a goddamn absolutely. thing. <laughs> Yeah, he has I no love shame. The, the, I love the description of the killer. Six foot, 190 pounds, blue eyes, real pale fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the line of the movie right there. Oh, man. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot to go on. And they made two know? of these? Technically uh, yeah. three. Technically oh. three. There was a third one um, that it it's the that ties, I forget the name of it. Um, it has a different title than Slumber Party Massacre. So... It, it, you can technically say it's not a sequel, but it's supposed to be the same killer as the killer in part two. It's like something after dark or something like that. I can't can't remember the full title, but hmm. and I'm trying to remember if Warren, I, I know. I mean, Jim Wynorski directed two, but he may have directed the third one as well. But uh, yeah, this movie um, makes me think. It makes me ask a lot of questions in life. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, such as, can you watch TV with the power off? <laughs> or, um, if you are a police investigator checking the scene of a crime, double check the fireplace because the knife is right there in plain sight. Hmm. Um, Isn't that uh, where everybody keeps their knives? If you have a gun... If you introduce a gun in a movie, shouldn't you use it at least once? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's Chekhov's law. Exactly. Where did the gun even go? They like introduced this gun. Is that it? Hard to die? I can't remember. Quit. You're in the middle Sorry. of your rant. There. Uh, um, like, where did the gun even go? <laughs> like, the guy introduced pulls the gun out of this dresser, or the girl pulls this gun out of out of a dresser, and then the gun just disappears when. When they're trying to climb out the window and stuff. I completely forgot about the gun until you just mentioned Exactly. It. So did they. So did the script. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the last question. They, I, only, they could only afford the firearms guy. It speaks volumes how, how we forgot because apparently we don't give a shit because I don't remember the gun either. And um, the, the, last thing, the last thing I question is how in the hell did the killer they they do a really good job of establishing how far down it is from that bedroom window <laughs> and they have the ladder and everything how in the hell did he jump through the window 
Oh, yeah, that that gave me pause as well. (laughs) (laughs) When he fell down, I thought we were going to get, like, a crane shot of him, like, lying down the grass just like halloween because there was like 20 shots in this movie that was directly yeah. stolen from halloween yeah and i was like why didn't why didn't they do that one and i was like oh wait this movie did not could not afford a crane that's it that's the sole reason well, they, didn't they have only that watched shot. halloween was, once yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't remember that, that one. <laughs> oh Mark, yeah. what and have you done how long does it take to get out of a damn tp when you're getting stabbed at you know oh. i mean how, There's how, one tangled way. Up can, how how tangled up can you get in that thing? Yeah, yeah. The TP that was that's probably that's another thing. Like, how did the neighbors not hear anything? Just like in Sorority Row, like, do these all are all sorority houses in like abandoned blocks in Detroit? <laughs> well, I think they tried to explain it away in a bit of dialogue when they were. Up when they were trapped in the bedroom upstairs, and they were like trying to scream out the window. Didn't didn't one of them say something like, "You know, I don't think the neighbors are home" or something like that? Or oh, okay. yeah, but it, it's Los Angeles. Somebody, well, I guess <laughs> since it's Los Angeles, <laughs> I don't think the neighbors give a shit like that. Or they just, they just turn the TV lighter. Or yeah. even, or even more, you know, there's more than one neighbor probably surrounding this right. house. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? This movie's awesome. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I guess that's a pretty unified thumbs down on Sorority House Massacre. I'll put it this way. It was better than Clowntergeist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that Barely. is going to forever Barely. be the low point of this show, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. That Dara, sounds like Dara a challenge. what Clowntergeist is? I think that is exactly it what right it there. sounds like. <laughs> It doesn't get any better than the name you just heard. <laughs> oh true. my god! It's true. Check it out. It's wow. on Amazon Prime for free. So this this movie is freaking Citizen Kane compared to freaking Clowntergeist. Okay, I mean compared to yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 dream sequence stuff. I thought was all right. I mean, it, it wasn't anything like great, you know, it wasn't like nightmare on Elm street level, but it, it, it seemed like the movie wanted to have, you know, something creepy happen, but it just never really, it was like <laughs> the batteries got taken out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's funny. You mentioned nightmare on Elm street. It's definitely from that era. I don't think yeah, the yeah. dream sequences in this movie would have existed if it wasn't for, yeah, Nightmare uh, on Elm oh, Street. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, they, they just saw Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Slumber Party Massacre. I just made a good buck at the box office, and they just whipped it together as fast as they can. All right, so um, Andrew, what's going to be our last movie we're going to talk about tonight? Okay, our last movie is The Initiation from 1984. <laughs> Before the initiation begins, the subjects are studied. Even their dreams are recorded. Before the initiation begins, the testing areas are selected. The sorority house, the sanitarium, the empty shopping mall. And just before the initiation begins, a toast is required. Being young, staying young, and dying young. 
initiation. Delta, Rogue High, be with you. A fraternal tradition for over 100 years. Delta, Rogue High. Created for only one purpose. Pleasant dreams. The initiation. The ceremony that will never die as long as new blood is pledged. It does have a little bit of uh, horror royalty in it with Vera Miles, who was Lila Crane in Psycho, and Clue uh, Gulliger, uh, yes. who is... Uh, he's been in other things, but my mind immediately goes to Return of the Living Dead. So... Yeah. All right. And Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Oh, yes. Yes. He put a damn cherry bomb in that thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, The initiation. A new pledge to the Delta Rho Kai, not to be confused with Cobra Kai. Uh, Sorority, uh, Kelly Fairchild, played by uh, Princess Vespa herself, Daphne Zuniga, (laughs) who they say... Who they say is introducing Daphne Zuniga, but I beg to differ because the dorm that dripped blood came out in '81, I believe. Yeah, but so, yeah, but but I think the difference is is that she stars in this. She's like she's the lead. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, uh, Daphne Kelly Fairchild. Uh, she's been suffering from reoccurring nightmares in which she, when she was little, she attacked her father. And her father and another man get into a skirmish, uh, and the end result is the other man is accidentally, you know, set on fire and, and badly burned. Uh, much to the chagrin of her mother, who is played by Vera Miles, uh, she's, she's been seeing this resident uh, grad student by the name of Peter to help interpret these dreams that she's been having. And mom's not having that shit. Uh, all the while, uh, part of Kelly's initiation to the sorority is that she's coaxed into breaking into her father's department store, played by Clue Gulliger, uh, where a deranged killer, you know, targets the pledges and their boyfriends. So, and the other, the part of the initiation is that she has to get the security guard's uniform, but that's kind of inconsequential when it comes to this. Uh... It's got a very um, uh, point of view uh, killer, kind of like Friday the Thirteenth, the the first one. It's uh, when they break into the store, it, it becomes like Friday the Thirteenth meets Chopping Mall, in my opinion. Um, I do have to say that uh, I I actually did like this up until the reveal at the end because I thought it was so freaking cheap i mean it wouldn't even you know uh, i feel like housewives would have rolled their eyes at this plot at this big reveal like in a soap (laughs) opera because i thought i I, I thought it was such i was like are are you for real you know i was just like they you know spoiler but the mirrors andy the mirrors oh piss on the mirrors uh just the Let's just make her hair messier and put her in a sweatshirt and say, oh, I'm your twin sister. You know, uh, it's real sans through the hourglass kind of shit for me. It's just like, you know, oh, I'm having your baby. 
you know, while and they announced it at a wedding. You know, it's just like, what the hell is this? Did anybody? Am I? Am I the only ass? Am I just being an asshole here? Does anybody else think that? I, that's actually why I like it so much. <laughs> God, <laughs> the, like the. <laughs> it's the whole movie is kind of like ridiculous with like the 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 mirror imagery and like the this uh this weird dream talk and stuff that's like clearly just movie speak there's no like actual science behind right. it so just just to have like that wild reveal at the end i i, I bought it I was, I was actually with it yep i i yeah i liked the reveal i liked it a lot um i th- it made sense to me because here the thing is, is I kind of got cocky right off the bat with this movie because it shows what? the dream sequence and I, the, the and I'm like, oh, this is way too obvious. Obviously, the the guy the guy <laughs> got this all figured out. Clue Clue is the lover and the and the father bursts in. And it was really the father, right? Right. The, the only thing that didn't make any sense to me is why the little girl was attacking the was attacking Clue in the first yeah. place. And then I'm like, oh fuck. Because it's a twin sister, yeah. So then, so it made sense to me that that reveal made sense to me. So that means Andy's an oh. asshole. <laughs> uh, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but he's our asshole, and we love but, him. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I just thought it could have been worked out a little bit better. I mean, I, I really liked the movie. I really liked the movie up until that point. I was just like. I, I, I thought I, there I were moments like something like that was going to come up because uh, it, it you kind of like it gives away that that weird gardener is the killer, but at the same time, the the movie's always kind of trying to yeah. hide them. So I was like, why are they doing that? So obviously somebody else is the killer, but I, I didn't think it was going to be like a twin sister, you know, soap opera, and, and opera that, twist. And that was kind of cool too because that you know, the creepy gardener that's her actual that's her real life father. Yeah, right, father. right. and. If you go back to that scene where um, uh, he's gardening and all the inmates start clanging against the walls or whatever and the nurse is freaking out, you know, there's a girl with black hair staring out the window at this guy the whole time. And I'm like, that's the fucking sister. It was, wasn't it? Yep. Whoa, (laughs) I I didn't catch that at all. I remember it now. Wow. Yeah, See, maybe, wow. maybe I'll be well. Okay, now th- I didn't catch it either. Maybe I need to rewatch this, and you yeah, know, there was some girl staring out the window. I can yeah. I can get rid of my asshole card. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> uh, guys. <laughs> Don't get rid of your asshole. But I thought they. Uh, I, I have card. To... I, I, was just, I thought she looked different enough. Like, well, I, they there cast... were like moments I'm like, is it really? Her playing it, or is that yeah. someone else? I, I feel like in general, this movie was casted really well. And they did a good job. She did a good job of playing both roles. I mean, I thought she was great throughout the whole movie. And then when she has to be a psycho, yeah. crazy twin sister too, I like. Yeah. I was. Conv- I thought she did a great job. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for picking this movie because I've been sitting on it for years, and like it never really is talked about too much. I, no. You know, if you ever see like those lists of like best slasher movies or like underrated slasher movies I, I never really see it uh pop up or anything so i like sat on it for years and years and then i watched it the other night and i was like wow this is actually a lot of fun yeah i mean i liked it yeah uh, well, uh, yeah see? me too and, and I'm, I'm in the same boat i sat on this for years as well i used to have that poster oh i, I love the poster i had it hanging cool. in my yeah. bedroom yeah, in high great. school 
Never saw the movie, but I had that poster because it's such a cool poster. This hand yeah. holding this woman in a nightgown, and she's this candle because her head's on fire, and she's got wax dripping all over her. Cool imagery, beautiful poster. And but I could, but in high school, I could never. I don't know how I ever found the poster, but I could never find the movie. So, yeah. So this was like uh, about damn time. Did yeah, yeah. There's so there's think- so much like. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, did does did anybody else think that the end music music sounded like like the end of like a romantic comedy, like the end credits music's music? Excuse me. At that point, that stood yeah. out to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like you know, like I just watched Mannequin or something. You know? I mean, it was just it was. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that was an, that's another character I really liked, and I thought was a great performance. And that is the, the Barb uh, character. Yeah, the, the I mean the uh, the assistant, assistant to the professor. I liked her that, too. The girl, oh, the yeah, girl with the glasses. Mm-hmm. She was awesome, and she, I wish there was more of of that stuff in it. Oh, me too. Yeah, I could have yeah. watched a movie of just of just that stuff. You know, forget the horror part. She was she was hilarious and like, and she, she knew how to chew scenery too. There's that that moment when uh, he's on the phone, and you know, and she's just acting through that whole scene. If you go back and watch, she's not she has nothing to do in that scene, other than to be in the scene. But she is she is acting through that whole scene, rolling her eyes, yep, picking yep. up pieces of paper <laughs> and looking at it. Once in a while, she'll, she'll interject some snarky comment while he's on the phone. But for the most part, she really, you know, has, you know, a lot of other inferior actors would just kind of stand there. But she's just, she's just, you know, making her environment work for her in that scene. So kudos to her. Yeah. I wonder wonder who that actor is. Yeah, there was, there was a lot to like. I liked the, the dream sequence in the beginning. Like, I I thought for a minute it was going to be like a nightmare when the uh the little kid walks in on his dad having kinky sex and he butchers him with an axe yeah and then uh, and then there's like the 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 crazy 80s party with the rock band and the and the green beer and stuff yeah. uh, like it, it, it had all like the 80isms of of sor- sorority house massacre <laughs> but it was just more charming like it was just <laughs> and 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 I liked how the, it was sort of it reminded me of the burning where like the 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 characters weren't like you know Friday the 13th party Part seven interchangeable people. They all had like a little something to them. You know, they weren't like three dimensional or anything, but they still had something that made them pop out a little bit more. Agreed. I hundred percent agree. With the exception of like, there's the one girl with the arc, the 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 one that everybody oh, thinks is yeah. a virgin, yeah. and then she gets drunk and, and uh, that and was kind of weird and out of place. Very weird and out of place. And then how yeah, does, I, I wasn't expecting that at all with the violin teacher story. Yeah, yeah she gets she gets selected yeah. sexually assaulted she by her violin down teacher. Bad. Yeah, and then how and then how does the one guy cheer her up? Have sex with her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll help you forget about yeah, your yeah. You know, at yeah. the, in 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 the party scene, she uh, she's dressed up sort of like trash from Return of the Living Dead, and she looks really. She has that like real like short red wig on. It works for her. She should have kept that hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I thought that Allison's death was you know prolonged and kind of nasty when she's grabbing at the microphone with the PA system. Oh yeah, blood. I thought that was well done. I really like that. Um, that that was the best death I think. And it was also interlaced with um with that I thought was weird. It was interlaced with you know Marsha moaning while she's you know. Uh, get you know, getting right. doing the nasty with Ralph. 
<laughs> yeah. I want to go. I want to go do the nasty with Ralph, Ralph. after making a with, with, with <laughs> after making a confession like that, you know, because that's really going to put me in the mood. Uh, you know what else is cool? Um, I kind of liked how they stuck with that, like the 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 garden weapon for like a few kills, yeah. and yeah. then eventually when they get oh, to the yeah. mall, they, because if it was like a different weapon each time like a lot of slasher movies you kind of take it for granted but once you kind of see them like or the her i should say like get other weapons i was like oh okay like uh they they kind of built up to new way murder totally my only want for this movie is that i wished that they would have uh gave clue some how to handle weaponry training I thought it was yeah. the most awkward thing I've ever seen. It was him <laughs> trying to wield this gun. Oh, yeah, his gunplay was it? so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that, too. I'm like, that's an interesting choice you're making there, Clue. And this guy used to Have be been- in westerns all the time, man. He's like, it, shouldn't he be used to be handling, you know, handguns? I think that's what he was yeah. doing. I think he yeah. thought he was in a western at that moment when he had the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danger sends the one with the hole in it, Clue. Yeah. I just watched him in a movie called uh, The Killers, and him and Lee Marvin are, are hitmen. And he actually, oh, uh, cool. yeah, Lee Marvin, he's, he's sort of like the tough one, and and Clue plays like the sadistic young like like protege of him, and he steals every scene he's in. It's a, it, it's worth checking out if you see it. Huh. But I nice. have to ask: Has has anybody been in a mall that fucking big? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a huge I've department. never seen. It's I like guess, one, yeah. It's like one just you know. It, it actually now that I mentioned mannequin, you know, I mean it was. It's kind of like that, you know, where it's just like right, it's got like right. two or three floors, and you know, it's they sell everything from like you know kayaks to you know baby clothes and shit like that so it's like a shields i guess yeah i i really i really like night watch men movies like I, I think there's something creepy about being like one person in a giant place like that right. and you don't know oh, somebody's yeah. trying to sneak in. Yeah. i kind of wish they played more with like the night watchman's death scene yeah it reminded me uh there's this uh there's this chinese movie from their early 80s called the imp where it's about this guy who gets a job at like a, a Hong Kong mall, and uh, all types of creepy, eerie stuff happens there. And uh, it's worth checking out it, it, if you like movies like uh, uh, the Boxer's Omen and stuff like that. It's it's like the shopping mall version of that. Hmm. I I have a question. Like with these eighties and these Night Watchmen movies. Now, when you have a department store that takes up a city block, why would you only have one <laughs> Night Watchman? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, to there's me. one like, guy to watch guy? the monitors, and then one guy to yeah. walk around. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. Yeah, I think it was like wired to a system, right? Because like if something if something happened, a light would go off or something like that. That's why he went yeah. and checked that one. But if the lights go off... Because they're know, not allowed to do anything. Work, right. right. Yeah. That's true. Plot <laughs> hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those poor Night Watchmen, man. I mean, do any of them ever make it? You know? I don't think no. any of them ever really do. They, they, they get all killed off 
Uh, although there was a new movie out uh, called, uh, actually, I think it's called The Night Watchman, where like uh, it's with vampires, actually, and these oh, okay. uh, the clown vampires is is what uh, is what they are actually. That's actually another clown movie that should that's... have been done instead of that freaking clowner guy <laughs> shit. Clowns are making a comeback. I know, right? Yeah, they are. Did you guys ever? see night watch do you remember that one yeah uh, it's that, been a while yeah that that's a that's like my favorite like night watch person i, I finally watched the the original one it was like a danish movie it had a uh, uh jamie lannister from game of thrones as the ewan mcgregor part and it's oh. creepy as fuck yeah i just think i remember yeah. like was it was it day watch or night watch where the chick like she like slides the car on the side of the building and then like crashes through the side of the building you know what i'm talking about or am i still am i still on the right path here i'm i'm trying to remember that it, one. it's i don't it's i've i've seen night watch and day watch and god it's been a long time since i've seen them it's uh, yeah i don't remember that night watch is is the one where he has to watch the morgue or he well he's at hospital but like one of his walks is the morgue and he and like okay. it has those there's old uh, bell system where if like it was built back in the time where sometimes uh, people woke up they were really in a coma and like <laughs> they would ring the bell okay and it has yeah. a scary scene where it finally goes off and he has to go into the morgue I'm thinking of a movie of the same title so oh, I'm, I'm, I'm off yeah, yeah. yeah this, this was like a really like uh, it was like a Hitchcockian necrophile thriller <laughs> okay yeah yeah I, I, I give it I give it a hard recommendation good. Well, that sounds terrifying when that fucking bell goes off finally. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I guess I think this uh, movie deserves another view. I'll still be I'll still be an asshole. Uh, but <laughs> I'd I'd like to I'd like to get I'd like to learn more about it. Uh, I know that Arrow has Arrow, yeah. a, a a release of this and of course, I need to watch my Driller Killer and Blood Rage, but uh, yeah, I'm loving the Arrow releases. Uh, I still haven't got brain damage. Uh, apparently, this this movie had a, a director that got fired because he had like these art house sensibilities, and he was trying to do all these weird shots and stuff. So I'm kind of curious, like, how much of that is in the movie. Because I know, like the shopping mall st- stuff, they really take advantage of like making everything look big and 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 wide, and you know everybody's on their own. Especially that that microphone death that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder if if that stuff stuff was from him. And they keep cutting to that Chinese statue when people died. Did you, did you guys catch that too? Like it was like that Buddha statue or something. Hmm. hmm. I didn't notice. I don't remember. Yeah, like when the night, uh, the, I think it's there for like a false scare at first. Like the <laughs> night watchman, like accidentally, like stumbles across. Oh right, that's it. Yeah, Todd, I believe, is the night watchman. Uh, in uh, Todd, in, yeah, in Todd, we trust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the night watchman. Yeah, Tad, what'd you think? Uh, well, I didn't love it, but it wasn't as. <laughs> bad as the second movie i would say <laughs> well nothing actually, much is come on <laughs> i know but i feel like you guys are almost uh like turning help me turn the tide on it a little bit 
Yeah. I, I like I said, I watched it. Um, it kept me entertained for the the runtime. There was a lot of stuff I didn't love, but I, I like like you saying, I sort of love the uh, creepiness of someone being in a empty building that always freaks me out like even when i'm in the theater alone at night that that kind of stuff um is so eerie to me so just hearing you guys sort of point out some things that i i don't know i overlooked or maybe should give a second look i'd sort of like to watch this one again and give it another chance because yeah Maybe it's something to do with like the high ceilings, you know, of just like the, <laughs> right, the, Im- right. the immensity, the immensity of this building. Like, you you, you don't want anything like leaping down upon you, or yeah, you know, I don't know. It's weird, man. Or or anybody could be lurking in any shadow of any part, or yeah, or looking down at you while you're yeah. not, you know oblivious to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll be honest. Yeah, I this is- go ahead. This is this is one of those movies where, like, you know, you get to a point where you think you've seen everything, and then you kind of stumble across, across something you've been skipping over, and you're like, oh, wow, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah. You get excited again, because, oh, what else could be out there that I've been, oh, you know, yeah. stepping over? Yep. I was just going to say, I. it's clear to me in this film that Daphne is awesome. Like, her acting chops were fantastic. If you watch her in every scene, she's just, I don't know, she's just acting circles around everybody she's just great mm-hmm. you know she's a good presence and yeah I, it's cool seeing her before she was famous too and yeah so it's but, clear that she got somewhere but i, I was always, what, what else was she in well Spaceballs. space balls okay okay melrose place wasn't it yeah i just i always thought it was a shame she didn't have a bigger career than oh that, still she's yeah. had you know Oh, I forgot about Fly 2. Fly 2. That's right. Mm. Um, the doctor's assistant that we were talking about, this was her only role, and I could have sworn yeah. I've seen her something. She has, oh, really? She has a face that I recognize. I, I don't know from where. Oh, that's a bummer. I, I remember because once she popped up, I looked her on IMDb because I was like, where do I know her from? And this was it. And I was like, maybe there's she has like a doppelganger somewhere. She kind of reminded me of, too, or she kind of reminded me of like uh, Snotrag's mom from uh, the Stone Age. You guys ever see that? <laughs> it's been forever. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, don't remember eat that. too many hot dogs. You know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, she did kind of resemble Barb from Stranger Things a little bit. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it's her mom. <laughs> Barb's mom. Yeah. She did a voice on that's Batman probably Beyond. Who? Thinking of. who, who? Um, oh, April. Okay. Did you guys ever see the McFarlane action figure for that that girl from Stranger Things? What? Yeah, they uh, have a couple. Eleven. No, the Barb. The, yeah, Barb. Oh, Barb. Probably. I didn't yeah. even know they made McFarlane toys still. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember in the '90s when they like first came around, they were they were huge. They had those like stand and those things you could stand them on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, th- those are from McFarlane, right? I'm on, I'm on the yep. right track. Yeah. Okay, yeah, movie, I have, movie maniacs. I got, I got most yeah, of yeah, mine. yeah. I want the uh, Patrick Bateman one, which Tad probably has. Yeah, 
the barb one, at least the one I have at work, if you know, I always thought it'd be cool if I was ever in a movie that was iconic enough that would warrant a figure made of my character, and how that's you know how a lot of actors probably think that's pretty cool. But if I was her, I'd probably be a little insulted or hurt because I swear they make her figure chubbier than she is in the show. She oh. sort of looks um, uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But uh, oh. you know what they do? Like McFarlane, they, they stopped sculpting and they started going with the 3D scans of the actors. And uh, to me, it's like, the technology works against them because their stuff just isn't as good as when they were sculpting stuff freehand. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daphne's still working, dude. She's doing tons of TV movies and good, good. And yeah, I can see that for a year. I can see that as you're scrolling through, she's had a, you know, I don't know. I just always thought she, yeah. you know, that she could have broken out more, you know, I always thought she'd be bigger. Sure. Yeah. I guess I just love Spaceballs that much. You would. I do. I love Spaceballs. So bummed I didn't get to go see it in Burlington. Should have. Should be. I know the uh, the uh, the blue one of the Blu-ray editions. You can actually watch the movie in ludicrous speed. <laughs> the, whole, the whole movie. It's it's excellent. You can just, boom done. <laughs> awesome uh that's funny do you think this movie didn't really catch on because it was in 84 like like the the glut of the slasher movie was like in 81 82 yeah and maybe like since it kind of petered out a little bit that that might be why we don't really hear about it too much i think you're right i yeah it kind of came at the end of that huge slasher boom um yeah and you know and this film is, is you know so much better made than some of those ones that are like considered iconic yeah yeah I think far just away. those ones that are so iconic it just they just happen to land in that time period yeah yeah some and sometimes the the competence of them is part of their charm true yeah it, especially uh, like like pieces i mean <laughs> <laughs> that well pieces like is a very just you, having a the kung fu guy come out yes that's I'm right out, I, know I, I love i think you know with, who that is right that's uh, Bruce. That's um Bruce. How, Bruce Lee. 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 But not, but, not yeah. Lee. L I or whatever. Yeah. Yes, the phony Bruce Lee. <laughs> he was making a movie around there, and there was like the same producer or something. So they just like threw him in as a cameo in pieces. Like people would care. Like he was like the real Bruce Lee or something. <laughs> oh yeah, listen to but, uh, uh, watch the last driving with Joe Bob. He talks about that specifically. Oh yeah, uh-huh. has a whole big thing on that. It's it's, yeah, oh, it's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dude. I had a I had a box set of of the the Bruce Lee exploitation movies where it was like Bruce Lee fights from the grave and stuff. Yes, and yeah, they're 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 great trash if you're if you're a sucker for that kind of stuff like I am. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. Do, am. do you guys that think that this movie didn't get as much praise? You know, of course, it was kind of on the tail end of you know the slasher craze, but um, since the point of view killing of you know mrs Voorhees was done you know in 1980 and since we're getting on the tail end since it didn't have like a very um formidable you know true kind of heavy that you could see do you think that affected it 
I mean, I I would have, you know, it's just like, well, I, there's no, but there's no real bad you know, guy to rally around. Identif- yeah, yeah. There's I yeah, can identify yeah. with with a real true villain, you know. That's a tough uh, call, man. That's a tough call because part and, of me and, and it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, part of me thinks that some of those films' successes is based on a colorful character, colorful care killer. Excuse me, you know, like. Some kind of crazy mask or outfit or whatever, you know, like yeah, My Bloody Valentine him. or Friday Thirteenth or, or the Michael Pro- Myers or the Prowler, yeah. or the Prowler yeah. absolutely. But then again, um, but then again, I also think like crazy twists put films in put films some of those slashes in popularity, like Sleepaway Camp, for yeah. example. That movie okay. is solely successful on that because of that twist. Um, that's you know, but then again, killer. but and this has a crazy twist, so I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but but the the reveal of the sleepaway twist is far more memorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But then you, but like also, movies like uh, Happy Birthday to Me, I feel like always stands out because of its crazy ass twist. You know, but you know, it, you yeah. know I mean, because nothing's gonna top <laughs> top of the crazy. Um, craziness of the sleepaway camp reveal. Nothing. No. But some of those other no. ones, like, you know, Happy Birthday to Me or um, um, Blanken Now, but would have crazy twists or, you know, twists that defy all logic. Um, and they've become synonymous for it. So I don't know why this one never caught on. Yeah, I mean, because, you, know, you, you know what, what I, have to, I have to say that just popped in my head? Um, how they were hiding the killer, I did like how they were using like the, the silhouette, the shadow on the walls while the girls were like running through the halls and you would just see like, it was like Nosferatu. Yeah. Where right. you would only see the shadow. That, that was pretty neat. Yeah, my favorite moment of that is when the two, uh, the last two, it's Daphne and the, and the one girl are running, they get, they get into the elevator and stuff and, uh, um, and when they go to get out of the elevator, she just gets dragged back in. I, th- I yeah, thought yeah. that was a cool oh, shot. Yeah. There's a really cool yeah. silhouette shot in that chase, chasing too. That was I thought was really effective. And you just see the arm like grabbing her and dragging her back into the elevator. That was yeah. cool. That was that was the dad though. That wasn't her, right? I remember them saying like she. He was just cleaning up the mess because you see him wearing the gloves all the time. Or am I? Am I? Right, am Dad I, did I most something? of it. I thought. Yeah. Or Dad did do all the killing. Oh, no, did no, do no. a lot of the killing. No, no, no. She did the killing. He he was just going around and and cleaning up the mess. Yeah. Oh. So he was like, well, when he, God, that's I what I, that's what I took away. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I have to watch this again. But when she yeah, gets dragged back fun. into the elevator, she's not dead because she's like fighting to get away. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Huh. It's not bad. Mm-mm. This movie's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that like they didn't see the who the killer was when they were getting chased all that time. Like she didn't like. Oh, that person looks exactly like me. You know, I mean, I know. They hit <laughs> oh my god, that's a great camera point. angles. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we didn't. But like, just because it's <laughs> not like she's. You know, evil Daphne's not like she's wearing anything. Exactly, exactly. Or, or, or the people who got killed. You didn't get like a part where they were like they had like a surprised look on their face. They just kind of like you. were shocked and screaming. 
Yeah, yeah, that Friday Thirteenth moment with what's his face there in the rain. He's like, "Oh hi, what are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they didn't exactly say when did you change into a sweatshirt and let your hair down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where, where's your makeup? What did you do with your makeup? <laughs> Why are Why you snarling? So yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, you redeemed yourself with this one. Yay! One yeah, I love this one. This was my favorite. I'd, easily. Yeah, I may have to. I may have to. I watch this. Watch this again. Uh, but and and maybe I'll be a little bit more forgiving on the plot to us. But what I but from what I did see, I really I really did I really did like that. And this may be uh, a hidden gem because. Um, there have been like I, I think I touched on this on previous episodes that you know there's movies out there that had to grow on me, and ever since they started growing on me, I watch them more and more, and I begin and then you know the more I watch them, the more I really enjoy them. So, and I think that this might fall into it. And on the budget level of where it sits with these three films, it's right in the middle. Uh, it's definitely got a bigger budget in Sorority House Massacre. We know that. Why? Because there's more than four <laughs> sorority sisters. Yeah. I think my microphone has a bigger budget than <laughs> Sorority House Massacre. Oh, well, uh, I, I thought we'd open it up to some honorable mentions, and I'll, I'll start off with um, my favorite but obviously, based on based on my theory of budget levels, it's obviously got a much lower budget in Sorority House Massacre because it only has two pledges and three sorority sisters, and that's Sorority Babes at the Slamball Bowlerama. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I love that movie. Like so we much. didn't know you were going to pick that exactly. That one and Nightmare Sisters. Yep. Oh Nightmare yeah. Sisters. <clears throat> Anybody else any, got any honorable mentions? I'm going to do the obvious and uh, say both versions of Black Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I will I'm going uh, uh, to cheat a little bit. This is One Dark Night. They're not sorority girls. They're in high school. But it's like a girl gang click. But the girl has to sleep in a mausoleum all night. Nice. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's a... Uh, I'm trying to the it's the main girl is the sister of the bride of Chucky girl who I can't I can't think of her name right now. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. Tilly, the voice and the Chucky. yes, yes, it's her sister. The, she's in Psycho oh. too. Meg. Oh, yes, Meg yeah, Tilly. Meg Tilly. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's in it, and it's it's it, it has a great premise. It doesn't really live up to it, but it's still worth checking out. I'd say. Another one I wrote down, I think it deals more with fraternities. It's been so long since I've seen it, but has anybody ever seen the movie, um, literally based on the title of this episode, Rush Week? No, no, I have not. It was like one of the first DVDs I ever bought because it was in a it was in a bin of super cheap ass <laughs> DVDs, like DVDs for like five bucks or whatever. And I don't even think it had like a front cover. It was like one of those like hard jewel cases that it came in um like hard plastic jewel cases and oh okay the only thing i remember from from that movie is that there's these long sequences where they do all the fraternity hazing on the uh, pledges and one scene where they have to uh 
they have to tie um, ropes to the end of their penises that are tied to an end of a brick that they have to throw the bricks out the window. <laughs> We've all uh, been there. Yeah. Uh, so wow. Yeah. The, be- <laughs> the beginning of the episode, I, I was kind of sad that I missed college. Now. now- <laughs> <laughs> now you're even more sad. <laughs> uh, you could I, probably get an extra few inches out of that. Right? God knows although, I need it. Although that might have, might affect your girth a little bit, you know. They did that in um, what, old what, school. Yep. That's right, yeah. I do I do I myself have a honorable mention bit, but it's it's technically it's it's not a movie. It's a Tales from the Crypt episode called House of Horror, and it's got uh, Kevin Dillon, uh, uh, Jason London, uh, Meredith Salinger, and it's they basically they are hazing these pledges and they make them uh, go to this. Uh, house that's supposedly haunted and they're supposed to be like rigging it up and all this with spooky noises scare the shit out of the pledges and uh they can't make it out of there and it it, it all turns bad and they said that this lead asshole you know uh pledge master in there eventually and this sister sorority is is there and what he doesn't know unbeknownst you know to him is that they are, are an all ghoul fraternity and they end up eating that eating it uh, you, you guys remember that episode i don't think i've no. seen that one you've never seen house before it's it's uh it's on season five and it's probably really truly the highlight of uh of that season it also has uh will wheaton from uh stand by me in nice. this episode and uh, Kevin Dillon plays the asshole pledge master, and Brian Krause is in it, and I believe he was in uh, Sleepwalkers with uh, Mad Mad and Six uh, Feet Mad- Under, and yeah, wow, everybody's in that. Damn, I could see Kevin Dillon as a as yeah. a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, oh, and he, do, he, yeah. he does it really well too. Yeah, I could so, yeah. I could see that. I'm gonna check that out. House, of, yeah, House of Horror on the fifth season of Tales from the Crypt. Um, I'm not, sh- yeah, I'm not sure what episode it is, but it's number seven on disc two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I've got it in front of me. I remember when that was on. Uh, when I was a little kid, I had to stay up real late because it would be on USA at like eleven thirty. It was like around the same time as a uh, that like Duck Detective cartoon and that Weird Science show. Remember when Weird Science had a weird? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, like, I remember oh, the yeah. Weird Science TV show because. That, that show came out um, around the time of uh, when Kingpin came out, the movie Kingpin. Yeah, and yeah Vanessa Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the same girl who was in uh, the Weird Science show. And you and you were talking about Darkwing Duck. No, no, he's talking about Death, Duck, Duck Man. Man. No, 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 yeah. Duck Man. Duck Man. It had like the pig. Yep, and, the, and Jason, oh, Jason yeah. Alexander was the voice of Duck Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Dark, Dark yeah, Wing Duck was a detective it. too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that was more was of a Disney Batman. show. That was, that Andy, was a Disney quit being an show. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. You bring it out, <laughs> but but Duck Man was definitely a cartoon more for adults. Yeah, yeah, I. Re- 
remember like my parents would laugh because the other cop was a pig and I didn't get it because I was so young, but now yeah, I get it now. <laughs> uh, weird. I remember cable TV being like really fucking cool when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. It used to be really cool. And when the names, yeah. when the names of the station actually was the type of stuff they used to show like MTV oh, or yeah. true TV <laughs> or <laughs> TBS was the Beastmaster station. Yeah. <laughs> the blues brothers station i saw uh john carpenter's the thing for the first time uncut when i was like eight or nine on sci-fi channel like at like two in the morning and it fucking freaked me out and i was like you would never see that on sci-fi channel today i don't even think isn't even sci-fi not even spell like sci-fi anymore no siffy yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I remember one time, like I was like, it was like Halloween. I was like, oh, they'll have some horror movies on that I could put on on the background for for you know Halloween, and it was wrestling. I was like, what the fuck is going on on Sci-Fi Channel? On the Sci-Fi Channel? Oh, yeah, they geez. do like like uh, it was wrestling on Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was the thing versus something else, it wouldn't be on today. So <laughs> and put yeah. out by the Asylum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Thing NATO. <laughs> now I'd watch that. I'd definitely watch. Hey, that. I just saw the trailer for Clown NATO. So. Oh, I know. I saw. I'm that sure that. Day. Oh, I'm God. sure that's in our fucking future. Yeah, it is. No, would clown two clown two. episodes. Or just na- a NATO episode. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I'm sick I've, that I've day. never. I've never done any of those asylum shark nato movies ever. I, I, I just. It's just not my bag. Nope. I, last, I think I would actually. Yeah. I, I, last I would actually part four, want to I literally think. deal with a literal shitstorm than that figurative. Yeah, thing. yeah, <laughs> yep. So hear us, Mike. Because uh, they're fun. I think they, they kind of missed the point because, like, a lot of the the the, the cheese ball, like '60s, '70s monster movies, they're fun because they were actually trying to make a movie. Right. And, yeah, like, they're them too. Falling it's... apart was what was 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 funny about them. It's like it, it's like people making a joke about something that's already a joke. Yeah, it's just like showing their cards, and it's they're bad. like punching down at something. It just doesn't yeah. work for me. It, they yeah. are a little too self aware. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's got to be organic, man. It can't. Yeah, be, yeah. Like, like s- Octoman. Have you ever seen Octoman? Yes. Yeah, like that's a literal piece of shit, and that's what makes it so fun. You know, it wasn't like. Uh, or, you know they 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 tried to make a movie and it was just this terrible fucking thing. That's what makes it, you know, amusing. Yep, yep. Although I still want to see the asylum's um, Lavalantula because because really? technically because uh, I'm saying it's technically <laughs> Police Academy Ten because it's got Lavalantula because st- it's got Steve Gutenberg in it, Michael Winslow, oh my god, Leslie Easterbrook. Whoa, yeah, wow. they're all in it. You're going to get that, aren't you? I know, right? Uh. And it's going to go on the shelf with the Police Academy movies. (laughs) Please, no. It's like Tommy Wiseau calling uh, The Room a a black comedy after everyone laughed at it. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not fooling anyone. You tried. That's why it's so great. Don't just embrace it, man. Exactly. That's that's why the room works because he tried to make like a serious drama and it's just this atrocious fucking thing. You, I I you did know. not. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, Mark. <laughs> How did we even get here? By the way, oh. yeah, I I I, I figured this was still Steer honorable mentions. 
Well, yeah, it's now that we're all the way into doing Tommy Wiseau impressions, I say it's time <laughs> time to end the conversation and take a break and we'll do segments here. So we'll be right back with segments. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Back with segments here on Attack of the Killer Podcast. We're going to start with everybody's favorite segment. Shoutouts. It's time for... Shoutouts! 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 You're dang right, it's everybody's favorite. So, it's my bad. I forgot to post shoutouts till today, and, and we didn't get a whole lot of responses. My bad. Won't happen again. Better not. And I also didn't know that it was. I, I knew that we watched all sorority movies, but we. But I knew the episode was called Rush Week, so I didn't know that it was limited to only sorority. So I asked, oh. "What your favorite fraternity sorority based horror movies were?" And we got a few responses on our Facebook page. Benjamin Chi he says, "The House on Sorority Row." The first slasher I ever watched, but also for the amazing score by Richard Band. Does that sentence make sense? <laughs> Richard Van can do some good music. I'm just touch and go on him. I just can't make up my mind. Sometimes I don't mind it, and sometimes I want to throw up. Hello, Reanimator. I know, I know, but like, there's some. But even even Reanimator, which is going to be his most famous psycho. piece of work, is very much psycho ripoff. <laughs> right, yes. right. Uh, um, he also says somehow they managed to get the London Philharmonic Orchestra, the same folks who would. Later record the Lord of the Rings years later mm. for the House of Trip Blood or the House of Sorority Row on Sorority that's Row. That's that's stuff. I'll take House of Sorority Row over the Lord of the Rings. Oh come on! All right, <laughs> then uh, moving over to our Facebook group, uh, we got Brian McNeil. He says Sorority House Massacre, Hell Night, nice the Skulls. Don't judge me, he says. Mm-hmm. And this guy loves boring fucking movies. Jesus. <laughs> and don't he said don't judge him. God. He said don't judge him. Oh, sorry, and, sorry. and the house on sorority row. Well, thanks for uh, getting uh, one of our uh, listeners. Uh, one of our four listeners. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Jonathan, gosh darn it. You just killed half of our listening. Audience. I'm a guest. I don't I don't I don't, care. I don't count, I mean. I don't right. count. It was, he won't be care. back next count. week, okay? Right. <laughs> And uh, next we got <laughs> Greg Diedrich. I've, I've, I've been drinking. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Everybody does. Uh, Greg, Greg D says, it's low-hanging fruit, but Night of the Creeps always thrills me. It's a great one. Yeah, it's a great one. And a lot of that, you know, you said you weren't. You didn't know if it was both fraternities and sororities, but that one I feel like yeah. it's, it spends a lot of time in the sorority house. Yep, 
in the third act. So. That's Greg D for you. Greg D. Up next, we got Derek Patello. He says, Black Christmas, hands down for me. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I'm yeah. with him on that. That's mm-hmm. the best. That's the yep. best. Still. Still. It's still that good. Yeah. It is. That boy good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last, damn, that boy can sing. last, lastly on our Facebook group, it's our pal Evan Runkle. Evan! Right, Evan, he chimed in. He does the... And he's the host of the podcast All About Movies. That's right, on the the PFPN.com. That's right. Evan says, and you're going to love this one, he says, for me, it's hard to top Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Yes! (laughs) Have you guys seen that? Oh! so fun. It's on Shudder. At least it was on Shudder. Dude Bro... Dude, bro, Dude party. party massacre three, and there is no one or two. Nope. <laughs> That's even better. So That's it, great. So it knows. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> does oh boy, does it know? Yeah. It's, so it's like the it's like the Leonard Part Six of horror movies. No, it's just really good though. Take, oh really? Okay. I mean, take it's funny as yeah. Take like the comedy styling of like scary movie or student bodies. Well, those aren't mixed with the mentality of Tim yeah. and Eric. Oh, okay, okay, I see it. Yeah, I remember. I, I imagine that's fairly recent. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of years. A couple of years ago, but it but it played because the whole thing, the whole thing plays as if you're watching a videotape. So there's like, um, so it's it's got those kind of like shitty VHS filters on it. Oh. So. Okay, okay, that's neat. It plays it plays very 80s, yeah. but it's yeah. beyond self-aware. And funny as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's And it's gets really weird in times, yep. really weird. Yeah, on Shudder, you guys should check it out. Um, there's nothing on Twitter, nothing on Instagram, and uh, that's my fault. Uh, but you can always call in, leave a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. Um, you can call us at 415-952-6857 or 415 415- Nine five AOTKP. Leave us your comments, and that's shoutouts. Oh, but we're not done yet, kiddies. It's on to everyone's favorite segment: Insane's picks. Okay, so Insane's Picks for this episode. I think this was a trauma release. I didn't realize probably. it until way after the fact, but yeah, probably. Um, it's a film from 1993, although it looks like it was made in 1973, and that's not a good thing. Uh, Space Zombie Bingo, written and directed by George um, or- Ormrod. Did you just list and- three movies? No, no, I okay. did not, kind sir. I There's one title, Space Zombie Bingo. Now this is George's only film credit. He wrote, directed, produced it. I to uh, make comparisons. This movie is Plan Nine from Outer Space meets Geek, Geek Maggot Geek Maggot Bingo with the film stock quality of Alien Dead. Uh, uh, there's these uh. alien rope. <laughs> <laughs> There's these alien robot zombies, which are basically people in mining helmets with antennas and flippers, uh, and they are taking over the Earth, and it's up to our hero, Major Benover, to uh. save the day. 
Oh, wow. The whole film is narrated by um, uh, uh, Criswell ripoff called Crisco. And so this movie is very much influenced by Ed Wood. Uh, so much so that they literally lift lines from Ed Wood movies. Um, and then throughout the film, there's a news broadcast from Kill TV um, and, who reports such things as girl age 10 gives birth to her own mother. So our hero, Major Major <laughs> Benover, falls in love with a victim of the zombie alien attack. Her name is Barbie Q. They fall in love and they have kind of a romance. Um, but she ends up leaving him because they can't seem to commit suicide together properly. So then, in tur- then he turns around and is captured by the aliens and falls in love with one of them. They have sex on the alien ship and then they escape. But it was all just uh, a ruse by the Major, who didn't truly love the alien. It was his plan to get the alien captured and kill the alien for dissection. Uh, this movie uses also uses a lot of stock footage, very much in the vein of Ed Wood. So when like, the military um, are attacking the aliens... It's obviously some old war footage from, I don't know, I'm assuming, it looks like maybe from like Korean War era or even maybe Vietnam era uh, film stock. Um, And like I said, it definitely uh, rips off Ed Wood a lot, so much so that, you know, uh, the atomic atomic bomb won't stop these aliens, nuclear bombs won't stop these aliens, so they have to attack it with the ultimate weapon, which is Solarite, which is what the main weapon of concern was from the plot of Plan Nine from Outer Space. Uh, this film was shot. <laughs> this film was shot in eight millimeter and at VHS at some point, so the stock of the film changes a lot. Um, there's scenes where the whole the whole scene is poorly ADR'd, and other scenes where there's uh, live real audio. Uh, it's, it is only 74 minutes long, so it's a, it's a really quick film, but it is a little painful to get through in the fact that there's really no story or plot going on. We don't even get introduced to our quote-unquote hero of the film, Major Bendover, until like 25 minutes into the film. So, but I enjoy it for the shitty-looking alien robot zombies, the homage to Ed Wood, I love stuff that's shot in like eight millimeter and you know poorly you know like this seriously looks like it was made around the time of movies like Alien Dead or the stuff that Nick Zed was doing, but it came out in 1993. And the fact that when I I my jaw hit the floor when I realized this movie was 1993, it's horribly written. It's it's really a steaming pile of garbage. But it does have some charm to it, and 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 is definitely can be some fun to have on in the background of a party, for especially for some of its crazy no budget visuals. Um, so that's the insane's pick for this episode: zomb or space zombie bingo. Lord knows you love them stupid pun names. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw up every time I hear it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm just glad somebody else has seen Alien Dead. Oh my <laughs> oh, god! I have it on DVD, man. I'm, uh, a, oh. <laughs> I'm a big Fred Olin Ray fan, so I've got I've got a lot of Fred Olin Ray. And yeah, that movie. 
that movie is barely barely a movie it's like yes, yes. it's like stitched together with scotch tape it's so it's so bad it, and it, and it's kind of the same it makes thing. Makes scalps look like deep red. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> scalps is a masterpiece <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and, and Alien Dead's kind of the same thing. There's really no like characters or story or plot. It's just <laughs> scene to scene to scene with aliens attacking people. You think anyway? It's hard to tell when everything's like in pitch black, but. <laughs> <laughs> Now I kind of want to watch Alien Dead. So I got a last-minute shout-out. I, I forgot to refresh. Ooh, this just in! Yeah. Um, and Breaking Mon- news! And Monty says, <laughs> Sorority Babe Slime Ball Bolorama. So yes! I figured you'd want that in there. Hot off the wire. That's right. Ending this episode on the right note. Yep. So speaking of ending this episode, we should probably do it, huh? So that concludes this episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. I want to thank our very special guest, Jonathan, for Jonathan. being on. Yay. Yay! You're very welcome. You're very where, welcome. Where do we find your show besides the PFPN.com? Tell us some more of that. Oh, where do we find... That's, that's, actually, that's actually a good question. I, I just go on Stitcher and listen to it on there. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, don't, I don't even have like an iPhone with the iTunes thing that everybody else on the podcast tells me I need to have. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the bonehead of, of the group. so We're lucky we got you this far. Uh, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's really funny because they're all very podcast savvy because they all have like desk jobs and that's all they listen to. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I just work in a restaurant, so I'm on my feet all day. But uh, yeah, go on st- or just see, find us on Facebook at Late Night Psychorama or Instagram. Uh, I don't think... I think we have a Twitter. Is Twitter even still a thing? Is that yes. is that a thing? So okay. Yes, and you don't. <laughs> it shows. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. awesome. I know, I know. I watch. I, I'm I'm on the Instagram. So. Yep. Well, awesome. Again, thanks for being on. Hope you had a good time. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And well, I uh, that was great. It was a lot of fun. Good, good. Everybody out there listening to our show, definitely check out their show. I. I love it. I you know yep, the, the movies you guys pick are right in my wheelhouse. So it's uh, oh yeah it's a, yeah we it's a fun. We find some fucking awful things. <laughs> I was just surprised we could get Jonathan to watch something made before or after 1975. That's what I was surprised. <laughs> yeah yeah. Because you, your guys' show is old stuff and it's not a lot. Of yeah stuff. yeah we we try to uh, our general was like 65 to 85 and everything <laughs> in between. Yep. I listened not too long ago on uh, the um I forgot what the other movie was. Oh Razor the Razorback and yeah. uh oh, Razorback. Tombs of the Blind Tombs Dead. Tombs of the Blind Dead. Because I've been yeah. on such a blind dead kick lately. So it that was you really, made your own. That I ended up making my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You made your own trailer. Uh, oh wait a second. Are are you Oh wow! Okay, I saw that. It, the, the 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 like the post apocalyptic blind dead movie. Uh, no, 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 mine's called Revenge of the Blind oh, Dead. Am I thinking of another person? Okay, I'm gonna look that up right now. <laughs> yeah, it's called Revenge of the Blind Dead, and it's a fake trailer. Um, and it's just it's just kind of poking fun at the whole blind dead, you know, quadrilogy. <laughs> you know, I just I love the movie so much, but it is ridiculous that uh, anybody would be afraid or be killed by these um 
very slow oh, yeah. moving skeletal blind <laughs> zombies. They look great though. It's oh, great yeah. imagery. Yeah, that's kind of part of the appeal on why I wanted to do one because I wanted to recreate those uh, those the look of those uh, those creatures. Very cool. So anyway, so yeah, so that's it. Thanks everybody out there for listening, and we will talk to you on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh no! Could this be the end of? Wow. Attack of the Killer.